I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room You wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rant room, we let that shit up off our chest You never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the rant room What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Chris? 2023. 20, 20, 20, about to be 24. Good <laughs> no, Lord. No, I almost said 24. <laughs> <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear his voice, Chris Derrick in the building over there. Back, back again, he is incredible. <laughs> back from my Italian journeys. This is my <laughs> first one, second one back, right? Yeah. Um, I'm watching this show. Which one? It's called Paris Police 1900. Ooh, I like mm. the title. Actually, that's interesting. So fucking good. Is it a detective show? Or yeah. Cop show, French show. It's on Amazon. The little thing called MHZ. The little, it's, it's like an add-on thing for, for European stuff. It's like seven, it's a trial <laughs> for seven Seven day free trial, then mm-hmm. seven ninety nine a month. But I'm trying to get through this whole season in real <laughs> the seven day trial <laughs> thing. Uh, but because I watched it, it's so good. Mm. It's so good. It's um, so it takes place in Paris in 1900, obviously from the title, and you follow this police detective who's sort of younger guy, um, and it's the setup is really fascinating. There's this. There was a big thing in the, in the right in the 1890s in, in France. There's this guy named Dreyfus, this Jewish guy who got convicted for being a spy, but he wasn't a spy, and it kind of caused a big like turmoil in this in the in the society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you related to him, Rich? And that's so, your cousin, you know, and uh, <laughs> and, this, this, and, and, so, and so that's kind of the setup because now there's all this like strife going on in the city about this, and this, and and it does something. The show does something that I'm like, you would never be able to do this in America. Hmm. Is that it doesn't really get into what the show's about till deep into the first episode. Oh wow! Because oh, she's just talking it, about it's it. De- it's, because it's really uh, it's really like a serial killer. Situation, mm-hmm. and they find this body in a in a in, like in a steamer trunk in the Seine, and I, I was like, "Oh, this is what this show's about?" Mm. Uh. Because it starts off and 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 they burn this they burn this Jewish guy's like his newspaper down. So you think it's all gonna be about like this, and, and, and it's gonna, but it's not. Hmm. And it's and it's and there's spies in it and shit. It's so well hmm. designed. I okay. kept watching. I was going, you can do this over here because it's not. It's because of oblique how it gets into storytelling, right. <laughs> but it, but you get this sense of who all the characters are. There's this really really cool character. She's she's wealthy to us in a sense, but she's forced to being a, a, a um, an informer to the police mm. because. She was the mistress. In the opening scene, she's the mistress 
to the to the president of France, right? Okay. And she's giving him a blowjob, and he like starts grabbing her hair like really hard. And then Melanie she, likes it all he, of a sudden. He, That's he, funny. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, you know, you know, and, you know. I mean, and and he's grabbing her hair really hard, and she's going ah, huh, and and she like has to break out. She's like, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Right. And then he like dies of a heart attack. That's why he was grabbing her hair so hard because he was like having a heart attack. Oh, that's you know, so she. That's so, a good moment. That's a good, good moment. Yeah, so, yeah, so they yeah. have this whole thing where it's like, you know, they um, uh, her nickname in the police is is called like Deadly Lips or something like that. Like, oh, like you that's know, what they call me. You, you know, <laughs> So the show is wild like that. I was like, this is dope. It's yeah. a really dope show. So That's I highly, up. highly recommend it. Awesome, right. awesome. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So today we got my mans and my girl on the building. Saeed Crumbler, y'all, y'all know him, y'all see him, writer, producer himself, yes. doing his big things out there, killing the game, our little bro, come on, over there from Two Writers Talking Shiznick. Hey, we here. Huh? We are here. Y'all here? We are here, man. And, and, and his know. partner in crime, doing big things, yes. comedian, yes. writer, yes. Pimp girl herself. <laughs> De- deadly lips. Deadly lips. Deadly lips. <laughs> AKA deadly lips, y'all. Melanie, AKA Melly Mel, mm-hmm. in the building. The nickname. The nickname. <laughs> Mel, uh, Maraz? I just said it yeah, wrong. That's, a second. No, no, that's good. That's good. God damn it, I had it a second ago. To- <laughs> we'll get it. Don't overthink it. Don't okay. overthink it. You know, it's good. It's good. Welcome to the show, y'all. What's happening? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, man. It's exciting to like be on the lot side. You might need an office like this. Like, how do we get one of these? We gotta, we, we gotta step up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All Come you gotta here, do. We get humbled uh, on gotta, this podcast. You just gotta use a little bit of that damn um, development money they oh, keep yeah, giving yeah. Saeed no, over no. there. Oh, excuse well, we'll me. You know, that guess, overall money. That's, you know, that, that, that's that, next that, season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's next season. <laughs> Saeed <laughs> said that should expire, Jack. Yeah, yeah. That's next season. Let's go. But yeah, no, happy to be here, you know? And and in the podcast game, like uh, I always talk about how y'all podcast is one of the reasons why I was influenced to have a podcast. I used to listen to y'all podcast and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like uh, it's interesting because, you know, Mel Mm -hmm. and I had the same idea at the same time and we are friends in a writer's group. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, shit, why not? We tried it and people like the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't even know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but uh, we we rock with it. So yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, well, I've I've heard every single one of you guys' episodes because wow. I'm a appreciate fan. It. Oh my appreciate God. it. I'm wow. a podcast head. I Love support that. and I listen and I do that. So um, one of the things, let's first of all, let's talk about what you guys do on your show. Yeah, like because um, every different show has their little mandate or what they do. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always say in general, our show. Well, we got the ghetto bird over. They coming uh, to get you, Chris. Womp, womp, womp. Ice Cube. <laughs> I've killed Predator. some people. <laughs> That's why you're watching that show. Trying to watch out. Trying to get some ideas. Um, like our show, for me, our show really, to me, at the core, is about how. Mm. Right? <clears throat> Meaning I want you to tell the stories. That's why our show go, shows go on for two hours, as I was telling you guys before, mm-hmm. is when I found I was doing 45-minute shows, People were like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And I was like, mm-hmm. I need to just slow down mm-hmm. and let the pe- people talk. Relax, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where it came from. Yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you say, man? I'll let you 
rocking it that one. I like think. What's the log line for our show? Well, I mean, yeah, like what's what's kind of the I'll let you rock that one. Hi, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> He's like, I didn't write it, bitch. You wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Said and I, we really wanted to create something we we wish we had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not only that, like we want to have something that we can give other writers, but we we ourselves get so much out of it. We get so right. much out of, like, every conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I always walk away feeling, like, more enriched mm-hmm. and, like, more knowledgeable. And I don't know. It just, like, it fills up, like, my battery. And I think Saeed feels the same way. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think ours is really <clears throat> geared, you know, because for us, we was like, look, it, it ain't many people of color podcasts talking about screenwriting anyway Facts. you know that that's one reason why i latched on to y'all's um because i wanted to hear a perspective of breaking in and writing that i could relate to because right. you know no disrespect to like you know i saw noah holly mm-hmm. speak at austin film festival he's amazing but he broke in 15 years ago he's a white male that it's doesn't different, it's different for yeah them. it does so for <clears throat> me it was like you know mel and i coming into this we were like we want to give something back to and be very strategic and niche about it. Whereas like, this is really for upcoming writers, writers who are trying to get in their first room. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our questions and stuff is geared to that. Like, you know, so that's, that's pretty much why we wanted to do ours. So yeah, man. I think we also like, we really uh, pride ourselves on having like a lot of transparency yeah. and asking questions that other people don't really ask. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, we like, I think that there's so much mystery into like how you get hired, like how you get a job, like how like how you get your first reps, like even how you get your second reps. And we, we like to really, really dive in and like get that step by step of like, no, but like, did you go to college? Like, what did you study in college? Like, did, like who who did you meet at college that then like, you know, got you this job and or got you this internship or what have you? And, you know, we also like talk about really uncomfortable things like having to fire your reps um, uh-huh. or like, you know, getting fired off of a job or like things that like in retrospect what do you wish you could have done differently right, right? Yeah. I like that I and money that. we talk about money because yeah, that's a, that's a really really important yeah. thing like we're not gonna like tiptoe around and you know there's always like I think that people have a bit of like um, shame about like having a, a, another source of money outside of writing and and yeah. we like we try to talk about it with like all of our guests and like um, being realistic about like how people live Here's, here's the interesting thing I think about that is <clears throat> like you guys probably say it all the time too like I tell emerging writers like don't say I'm not a writer mm, yeah. right mm. so it's in, in that same spirit because we have this and I'm just thinking about what you were saying a moment ago we have this thing particularly in this industry I'm sure it's in other industries where if you don't work yeah. you're not in said union mm. you're not a pro mm. yeah. you're not mm. really good yet yeah. when we all know I wrote that same script that got me that that finally got me into the union. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was yeah. still good then, yeah. right? Like, we don't think like that. Yeah. So when you talk about the money side of it all and somebody has to do a side gig because they worked on a show that only worked for 10 weeks and now yeah. they got to do Uber, mm-hmm. which yeah. we know a lot of friends who had to do that shit. You know what I mean? That's a reality of what we live in, but we feel so um, uh, low on our esteem mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're not consistent with what we do you know if that makes sense Mm -hmm. totally well you know the thing about that is is that i think a lot of people have to kind of recalibrate how they talk to themselves Mm. on that level Mm. um you know because 
there's no there's no job that you get that's going to last a long time. It, it particularly now, like you can't, <clears throat> you're not going to get a show that's mm-hmm. going to go like four or five seasons, you know. Um, just so I, 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 you have to be comfortable with that uncertainty, with, with that period of what am I not doing. Uh, to to stay working fifty two weeks a year. Well, if you think about it, you were never going to work fifty two weeks no. a year. You know, like, even if you were like, you just not. I mean, mm-hmm. that it's, it, that's just the economics of the game. I think that everyone is is uncomfortable. I think people are uncomfortable talking about other things they got to do because maybe it's not um, it's not the same amount of money. Right. And and people think that wow you took that job after you after you've been doing X job you know mm-hmm. but my thing is like it's not like I was an NBA player who made fifty million dollars right. and then now mm-hmm. I'm working at Starbucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's not that mm-hmm. because I I haven't made fifty million dollars yeah. you know um, yeah the salaries as staff writers and staff all that writer story editor, you know, you, like it's, it's a good amount of money good, for a year but it's not yeah. in the context of after you pay all the taxes and your lawyers and your everybody else you you basically make what everybody else makes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, to me, it's really, it's all about how you frame it in your head. Right. And, you know, to, to feel more, what you're saying, feel more comfortable about what you're doing as a side hustle. Because the thing that, you, see, the thing is, is that the, the film work, the TV work, whatever, it doesn't matter what thing you're in, unless you're an executive, it's always going to be inconsistent, mm-hmm. yet your bills aren't inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, the bills so are steady. You got to learn how to pay this stuff, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. you got to do all this even, stuff. Even during the strike, the one thing that I, I learned, I, you know, although I was in a privileged position to where I was making steady income from a deal prior to the strike, mm-hmm. and I was smart enough to, you know, coming from the Bay like we do, and being an independent artist, save I knew you got to save money. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you know, that was a long fucking strike. That shit Bro. was like five months. So it's like, you know, I I had to. I mean, I still had to pay rent doing it. Like they don't they don't take a note. Like I'm on strike right now. <laughs> that shit don't matter. You it's know, what I'm IOU. <laughs> yeah. IOU for I'll, my I'll rent. be back in six months. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a fuck if you paid the other eight months. You know they what I'm saying? Care. So they need that money now. And so it's it. I think these are things that it's not the glamorous part of the industry, but it's more like the the real part of the industry that we need to like spread and let people know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's the thing I, I was talking with some people when I was in Italy about there's like a perception of what Hollywood yeah. is that it is like it has presented itself to the globe for the last 100 years of this place of riches. And right. the one thing that was very clear during the strike, oh, people say this all the time, is that like Hollywood is a union town. Mm-hmm. It always has been. You know, well not always, but for a long, long time it has been for most of its history. And people who work union jobs, they work. That's like blue collar workers. Yeah. The people who make this these outsized paychecks, that's what everyone like like they get their eyes. I like go to that the same way that they go to like the stories of the royal family mm-hmm. because we're interested in that for some reason. But it's like that's not what everybody's life is. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, there's some people I know. Who um, lost their houses during the strike? Yeah. You know, and you say to yourself, "I know three people who moved." Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. me too. You know? yeah, yeah, and it's and it's you say to yourself, "Okay, so isn't part of what you're supposed to do?" And they always tell you, you know, like like um, what are they <clears throat> called? Um, financial advisors tell yeah. you you got to have six months of yep. six months of Man. your expenses like sitting in the bank account all the time. Right. Okay, cool. 
But if I go five months without any work, so I've ne- so now I've eaten up into that. I've eaten yeah. five out of six of that, and then now I gotta potentially move because the problem with that is you have five or six months of your rent thought up. You don't necessarily I didn't have. Say, no, no, I'm generalizing. Yeah. Generalizing. Yeah. No, but most you people think, think about, like that though. Rent mm-hmm. is like I got. You don't. You yeah. forget. You still got all the other shit. Yeah, you food is expenses. It's not yeah. just one expense. It's like what's like your budget. I got yeah. car right. insurance, yep. food, cell phone bill, cell phone bill, rent. I mean, Wi-Fi. look, there's the whole thing you got to like roll out that you got to think about. Go, this is what I need. This is what I need. Um, just to like you know do just to like not be starving. Mm-hmm. You know, or get kicked out and be on the yeah. cold. You know, I don't want to be in the cold. I don't want to be in the cold either. <laughs> so, and so it's me, cold lately. So let me ask you, Mel. Um, we've heard Saeed's story, but I do want you to tell later on about how you got the overall deal again, yeah, just yeah. for this audience coming in with the mm-hmm. two of you guys. We'll mm-hmm. get we'll get to that. Um, but Mel, where are you from? How you got to the game? Um, okay, I, that's enough. Man, <laughs> 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 that was a that was that a was, lazy well, story. That was yeah. Bars right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay. Well, I'm originally from Indonesia. Uh, I know I sound I, like I'm from Calabasas, but you, I went. You sound to, Valley Girl. I know. Wait, 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 wait. Valley Girl, damn. <laughs> I was just talking about Jakarta earlier. My, were you? Yes, yes. What were you saying? The guy, the artist who's doing my comic book is from Jakarta. The artist, one more time. The artist who's doing my comic book is from Jakarta. Oh, really? How did you yeah. meet? I just emailed him. Yeah? Cold. Just emailed him cold. So like, he was a fan of his work. I right? oh, of his work. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, there's some amazing artists yeah. um, in Indonesia that, like, thankfully are now, like, getting their platform just because of, like, TikTok and, like, mm-hmm. Instagram and the world we live in now. Um, but I always sounded like this because I went to an international school growing up um, because... Uh, were they like I don't know like <laughs> what? Or... <laughs> I'm teasing. Um... You just ain't saying like. That's all. You got Am everything. I you got like? every, no. no. You got everything like? else no, but the like. I say like. I Do you? You know what yeah, I yeah. say? And, and I. It's, I'm it's, a, it's a Cali thing. Too, yeah, I, I noticed that even yeah. when I listen back to it. I'm like, damn, I say like a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what mine is? Is I say. Uh. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, to tie your senses together. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Sounds so dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, if, if I don't really, if I'm, if I'm not thinking about it, it's it's yeah. horrific. My. God, I'm teasing you. The ums, the ums, yes. Okay, wait. So where am I from? from? And then how'd you get into the game? How did I get into the game? Oh my God, this is going to be too long. Um, This is going to be way too long. Um, Where to begin? Um, Talk fast. Talk fast. (laughs) I was born son of (laughs) Bifid. See, almost at um right now. Okay, so I. Was uh, I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna jump ahead I'm gonna jump ahead from birth because okay. it's yeah. it's just too long. Um, I usually just ask where you born and then <laughs> yeah, kind of how you got yeah to yeah. So I was living in New York and I, I I moved to New York to go to drama school because I had an interest in acting and then and, and very quickly um, I was like oh this is not a life like <laughs> this is misery like I don't want to do this right. um, and the people who I had gone to drama school with we had formed a theater company mm-hmm. um, it seems so strange to like say it now and I was working in production for a guy. Quite, I'd rather not name. Um, and what a name! He, <laughs> um, he 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 made a lot of like very like highly acclaimed documentaries, mm-hmm. and and I did learn a lot from that scenario. And mm-hmm. I met a lot of really interesting people. We shared a 
office with like Green Street Films and we shared an office with like a really high level casting director. We actually shared an office like with like Charles Randolph. Oh, um, so, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no chance. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I mean back then it was like I was I was just so dumb. I, I just can't explain to you how stupid I was. Um, I didn't understand like did she say past tense? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't understand what those opportunities were at that right. moment. Mm. I weren't, and I also wasn't ready for them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's a combination of like. But you were focused on being an actor. You weren't thinking. Well, about no. That at that too. point, I was like, I had, I had moved into writing. Okay, um, okay. I had sort of like through my theater company because everyone in the theater company was an actor, right? But it's mm. like we wanted to put on plays, so people had to learn how to do other things, right. um, and so. <laughs> I just got this idea in my head. I had taken this one course at my drama school that was like play, playwriting for actors. Um, and from that one workshop, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to write a play. And I was mm-hmm. like, and I'm going to convince my theater company to uh, produce it. And I'm going to convince Stephen Adley Girgis, who had taught the workshop, to, to direct my play. Now, Stephen Adley Girgis, if you don't know, he's an American treasure. He's a Pulitzer mm-hmm. Prize winning Playwright, um, Jesus uh, uh, jumped the A train. That's right. Yes, exactly. And um, motherfucker with a hat uh, had, on Broadway. And, um, Our Lady from 121st Street. That's right. And between and, Riverside and Crazy. And in Arabia, um, we're all be kings. We're all be kings. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'm so cinephile, impressed. Man, what's funny? <laughs> side note. What's funny is somebody <laughs> sent me one, that one of them scripts and said this writer reminds me, like you remind me of this writer. It was oh, me. Really? It was it was you? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, funny. wait a minute. Why do I know the motherfucker with the eye? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah go ahead. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's tight. Yeah, yeah. No, he's no, it's a massive compliment. That's some dope yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I knew it was. I just can't remember where it was from. Okay. Basically, he didn't read it yet. No, I did. No, I did. I did. I did. No, you read like a title page. Yeah, this is an amazing title. It sounds like one of my titles. Not a movie that we would ever see because it changed that title. Yeah. Um, no, that was like one of the things that shocked me so much when I first moved to LA. Now I'm really jumping ahead. Is that like people don't read? Like right, nobody yeah. wants to read. Um, and I, the way that like I equate this is that it's like you know because before it's like you would go to per- meetings in person, right? And then you would wait 15 minutes in the waiting room, and the assistant would bring you that little mini bottle of. Um, Water. Poland Spring, oh, you know, just straight into the landfill. Um, <laughs> and then you would go in there and, the and like, whoever it was, like, whether it's, like, an executive or it's a lawyer or whatever, they'd be like, oh, my God, love your script. I mean, <laughs> this title, <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, like, that 15 minutes that you're waiting outside, it's, like, there's quickly yeah. scanning yeah. through yeah. the PDF because Coverage. it's the first time they've opened it. They're like, okay. they're like, Clarice, who's my 11 o'clock, you yeah. know? She's resending the email, so it's yeah. at the top of the mailbox. Anyways, yeah. I, I, I decided to be, I was going to get a play produced, and uh, and then I did. Nice. And uh, Stephen did direct it, and it was it was, it was was this huge jump from me, from kind of being like, oh, I think I want to be an did actor. Did you start it also? I did not, no, okay. no. Um, and that... Like the process of like writing that play and having that play produced and like working with actors and being on the other side of it, it was it was such a life changing moment for me because it was that feeling of like, I don't know if anyone has ever struggled with this of like my whole life I felt like mm. I'm I'm not good for anything. You know what mm. I mean? Like I didn't know what my purpose was, like I just felt so useless. Um and then oh I, I was like it was like he's leaving. <laughs> oh, okay. 
so that process it it really made me feel like oh Mm. this is like what god made me for you know Mm. what i mean i was like this is my purpose and it was it was the most fulfilling experience like of my life to date probably um to have like that crossover moment and so then i was like okay at least I know like where I want to go. I was like, I don't know what the road looks like. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but like I know where I want to go. But I was again so dumb, just so absolutely unfathomably dumb. And I um I was living in New York, you know, I didn't know anything about like actual like TV and film production. I didn't know anything about Hollywood. And I said, I'm going to take a trip to LA and I was like and I'm gonna make something happen and I was like I don't know what the thing is <laughs> hey, you, I feel it what I always say you gotta claim that shit and yeah. you gotta be naive yeah, yeah you gotta you yeah, have gotta to have crazy. that blind yeah. confidence you have mm-hmm. to be so delusional you know yeah. but like hopefully you're like a halfway decent person an informed delusionist yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got a map yes. somehow yeah. yeah and I mean hopefully you're a talented delusionist yeah, also yeah, sure. you know hopefully you have something to like back it up but um, I was like I'm gonna make something happen and and I just like I like I literally went through every single person I had ever met like in my whole life and I was just like do you know anyone who like works in in Hollywood in the business I was like does your like uncle's brother's monkey work in Hollywood and like will they meet with monkey me? <laughs> Well, see, she's from Indonesia. They got those spider monkeys running around. So she's a little, she's a little no, aware of that. Yeah, no, I mean, and they all make the decisions. There, you know? it, it was not uncommon to have a monkey as a pet. I know, when, when I, I know, was, I, I can imagine. <laughs> People love to have a monkey as a pet. Um, not, not me personally. I find them a little scary. So. Uh, it was strangely enough, my tactic worked. So I I was in LA for like 10 days and I had these meetings set up for like when I arrived, I didn't know how to drive by the way. Um, I went ahead and I rented a car. And Not taught t- yourself how to drive while you in the... <laughs> God damn. Who'd you rent from? That's what I'm about. <laughs> right. It wasn't hurts. <laughs> I'm not gonna name. Yeah, you I'm not gonna to, name to, the to. place that I that I rented the car from. Um, I had because like, I had taken driving lessons yeah, in New York. You, yeah, but but there's there's a person You're next not to you. In New York. Yeah. They they've got a, a break. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's yeah. like it's not. <laughs> it's not like real like driving by yourself. That's driver's training. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I had exactly. never driven a car by, by myself with not another around. person who could stop wow. the car by their own you know <laughs> foot. You know that was that was a new one for me. So. One of my friends who I had gone to drama school with, who <laughs> was in my play, my first play that I had produced, uh, she was like, oh, like, you're going to L.A.? She's like, you should meet with my cousin, who happened to manage one of the biggest female comedy writers in, in Hollywood. Oh, and so she was like, I'm going to send him your, I'm going to send him the play. Mm. And by the time I got off the plane in L.A., I had like a meeting set up with these managers Holy and shit. like I got off the plane. <laughs> so I'd never heard I this story. Heard yeah. this <laughs> we ain't got to that episode. Yet. <laughs> I got off the plane. The manager signed me. They introduced me to my first agent who was at WME. I signed a WME. Oh, wow. um, they were just like, we're going to. S- Everybody's <laughs> hating her right now. Too, like, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, they set me up on like, you know, the water bottle tour of L.A. Yeah. I went on to like a studio lot for the first time. Like I was just like, the hills are alive. You know, <laughs> I'm like spinning around in the parking lot, you know. I'm going to have an overall before I leave. It's interesting when you walk on the studio on some studio for the first time. Because 
we know from again, like I was saying earlier, the 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 way the how it's affected the culture. This is where the magic happens. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is where the, the magic happens. And you just know it. And there's also a perception. For example, Pamela and I had a meeting on Wednesday or Thursday here with um, some pot- a potential show, mm-hmm. and um, at first we were going to do Zoom, and I was like. Are they in LA? And they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." I was like, "Bitch, we should do it here." Yeah. Like, there's a perception to coming here and what That's it all right. looks like That's and feels right. like. And I think it worked yes, because it she actually commented. The lady was like, "Oh my god, I walked on the on the lot," and yep. I was like, "Oh, they're real." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. in the real legit place. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. "You got to show your ID. Yeah, sure. You got to get the pass. Right. You got to park in the right place. You got to. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, a whole thing. you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Rome, <laughs> I went to the famous studio there uh, Chin Chi Ta where they shot like the Cleopatra with Liz Taylor oh, and when they wow. did like and they did like the Fellini films and you're just like oh yeah this is where the magic happens <laughs> <laughs> you're just like you can't you can't you can't it's just buildings warehouses and yeah. shit but you but, but but you put your own perception on it it's pretty fascinating so yeah. keep going with your story you're spinning around the parking lot I'm spinning around the parking lot and I mean listen most of the people who I were meeting with were never going to work with me you know right. what I mean like the, the, some of the meetings were just like absolutely absurd I'm they're just generals yeah but also yeah. I'm like I had written one play <laughs> like someone who works very high up on a, in a studio is not gonna hire me to like write their next like movie like right. you know but I was so dumb I literally like went into the meeting and I was like you should hire me to write your next movie <laughs> they probably love that as a matter of fact but no yeah. I mean that did turn into a situation that didn't turn into me giving a hand job to that oh, executive okay. um, but that's a story for another day the that, book that's a story for the book that, yeah, uh, Deadly Lips that's a story yeah. for the book <laughs> Uh, that's another chapter. But so, I, I I was I honestly had such an unrealistic view of like how hard it was going to be like right. to to live here and be a writer and like make a living as a writer. Um, I was so because it, it was so easy in the very beginning. I was literally said to myself, I will be at the Oscars in one year as a nominee, <laughs> and I was just like, that's Love just it. what it is. I'm we like, all been there. <laughs> You, um, need, you need the little bit of that energy, though. You gotta be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be crazy. Yeah, you gotta be crazy. You have to be crazy. It doesn't matter what you do. You have to be crazy to be out yeah. here. You yeah. have to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you really do. So, of course, these managers were like, "What? Are you, like, what are you doing? Li- like, living in New York? Like, writing for the theater? Like, yeah. don't you want to live in LA and like write, fee- write for TV and film?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I do." Uh, so I moved to LA like an absolute asshole. How long uh, after that trip? few months oh okay yeah you went fucking yeah, around yeah. No. Like, i'm gonna save up my three thousand <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like i was like bam i'm out of here yeah okay sidebar yeah how much money did you come to la with in your pocket mm, that's a good oh question. i was in a very different position back then she's like i was rolling yeah <laughs> so back in the day um I, I i grew up with a lot of money okay um Petroleum oil in the 70s, 80s, 90s, booming. Okay. Yeah. My dad had like his own company. Like, and he, my dad, I'm like, how can I say this? My dad grew up 
very, very poor. My dad literally came from a village in Sumatra where he had wow. no electricity, no running water. He learned how to speak English <laughs> from these like Christian missionaries who had come to Indonesia with like white man's burden to like civilize wow. the natives. Yeah. Um, and he went to this school that the missionaries ran that was like in the nearest city to like his village that his friend had told him about. And at this school, you know, yes, he's like learning to sing songs about Jesus. He's Muslim, of course. Um, <laughs> and at the school, he found out that in the United States at that time, they would give foreign students a scholarship just for showing up. Yep. Like they were like, if you can yep. get here, we'll give you a full ride. Yep. Wow. So he got a full ride to go to university in New Mexico, and he took a boat, a literal boat, to go from Indonesia to New York. And wow. he to New York, yeah. Shit. Um, so through the, like <laughs> through Panama, they went through Panama. They had to go through Panama. I don't know. I know it stopped in Cairo because they left <clears> him in Cairo. Um, <laughs> oh, so they went that way. It took six weeks. That's all I know. I'm not sure that's the route. A long time on a boat. Long no, no. Time so they're in Cairo. So, so I don't even want to so, be on Disney cruise trips for that long. <laughs> so, so wow. So they took him. So, so, so he went across the Indian Ocean, went through the Red Sea, went through the Suez Canal, and they dropped him off. And then from there, he had to took a, 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 a plane or a boat from from the Mediterranean to New York. He took a, he took a boat the whole time, but okay. uh, your first of all your geography insane <laughs> next level. You, this is a welcome to my world. Be, best sense of geography of any American I've ever met in my whole life. <laughs> number one. Okay. No number two. Like honestly, like you have like this navigation skills of a captain. I mean, <laughs> that was a, you're you're taking the Suez Canal. Like what? Well, the, well, you were saying I'm thinking Indonesia. I'm thinking oh, well, you just come to L. A. But then in New York, I was like, well, the fastest way is through Panama, but then you go through Cairo. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. it's a longer journey." It's a very long journey. It's a longer journey. He's like a pigeon or some shit. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> like a pigeon. Wow. It's amazing sense of a boat, direction. A boat the whole way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he had somehow he had an uncle who could loan him four hundred U.S. dollars for this boat ticket. I don't know who this uncle was because oh, like four hundred U.S. dollars. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Eighteen hundreds when you were yeah. born. Oh, seventeen hundreds. Seventeen hundreds. It was it was back in the time of the police show in Paris, actually. You know. <laughs> Um, so crazy. See, she know how to yes in like yeah. a motherfucker. See? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> sketch comedy motherfucker over there. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so my dad got the scholarship. He uh, he he went to the University of New Mexico. He studied petroleum engineering. You know, he had like a real like vision for him. Saeed's all fascinated. He's like, what? Yeah, He's like, know. who are you? I don't know what. I don't know none of this shit. <laughs> You don't ask no questions, do you? Uh, then, uh, <laughs> He's um, such a straight guy. Yeah. I find that shit. That's a good one. I'll find that shit out later. Okay? I didn't even know. Six yeah. months later, we was dating. <laughs> she got a roommate. <laughs> Turns out she's got a kid. Crazy. <laughs> okay, so. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So we're talking about how do I how do I fund my trip to yeah, LA? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you the really long version. Um, it's fun. It's yeah. <laughs> so, okay, my dad gets this job working for an oil company. The oil company moves him to Oklahoma because Oklahoma has oil. Right. Now, my mom is from this little tiny town uh, 
called Haskell. It's like one stoplight, like one drugstore, like blink, you'll miss it. Um, she had never left the state of Oklahoma. She's is she gr- Caucasian? She is, yeah. Okay. She's like growing up during segregation. Like she is ignorant, like as the day <laughs> is long. Like she, like, and her dad was like the town drunk. Yeah. He was like a used Shit. car salesman. Uh, she, th- she thought, uh, so at the time, when she was growing up, she would like send off for these travel brochures because she could get them for free. And she thought the only way she'd ever be able to go anything was like through mm-hmm. her imagination. She thought she would never mm-hmm. be able to go anywhere. So she was going to secretary school in mm-hmm. the big city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's living this apartment building. My dad is also living the apartment building with his Lebanese roommate, um, Tamar, and they think that they're like these international playboys in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> Which they probably were. <laughs> Which they probably were. And they're living in this apartment building, very like Southern California uh, style, that has like the pool in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so whenever my dad and his roommate would see girls like down at the pool, they would like make drinks and then like run down to the pool. That's and that's how he game. met my mother. And I was like, like, what did you think? Like, did you think he was on staff, like at the building? <laughs> you know, like, and sh- she's like, she's like, I didn't know what to think. You know, wow. and it's like my mom didn't even know like what race he was. Like yeah. my mom, I don't even think she knew what an Asian was. Like, That's I mean, funny. just really uneducated. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started dating. They were dating for three years, unheard of at that time. Like people mm. date for three weeks and get married so they could, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, they date for three years and then one day my dad says hey I got this job in San Francisco like do you want to come with me and my mom <clears> said I'm not going to go with you unless we're married so my dad says fine I'll uh, marry you <laughs> as you do yeah beautiful mm-hmm. amazing gorgeous love story yeah. um, it's an interesting story though. <laughs> so they get married they move to San Francisco my dad my mom has my eldest brother there my dad is working for another like oil company in San Francisco they're like they've been living there for like one year my brother's like one years old and one day my dad comes home and he says hey you know what I've lived in the United States for a decade now I've decided I'm gonna move back to Indonesia like do you want to come with me or not and my mom was like well let me see Hmm. I've married you. I've had your child. Um, (laughs) I have no education. I have no income of my own. I guess I'll go with you. So they took like a TWA flight to Indonesia and, 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 right before the plane is about to land my dad is like hey like I've been away from the country for a decade I haven't seen my family like everyone's gonna come out from the village no one speaks English don't even try when you meet my parents I'm gonna need you to get down on your knees and kiss their hands and my mom was like what and he's like (laughs) (laughs) he's like I'm gonna need you to practice like right now and she's like what and he's like get down and practice (laughs) and then my mom was like oh I've made the worst mistake of my life (laughs) and she's still feels that way um all these years later sounds like a melissa mccarthy movie like she did in this yeah so they moved to jakarta and like they didn't have a phone in their house like if my mom wanted to call her mother she had to go to the post office like to use the (laughs) phone and my my mom my dad's mother like lived with them and like she didn't speak english and my mom has is still struggling with her indonesian skills all these years (laughs) later and she would just like spit like betel nut juice on the floor all the time there was like a real cultural Mm. divide between them but they still live there all those years later. Anyways, the point is my father worked for, you know, other like big oil companies and he went on to start his own business. He had like a lot of success. Uh, okay, so that's when he started doing successful. Becoming yeah, successful. Okay. exactly. Like once he started his own business mm-hmm. and, and I really, 
I grew up so ignorant about money because I grew up in a third world country, but I grew up with like so much. And Indonesia is a place where probably had ten servants and shit. Yeah, you grow up with a live-in staff, you know, and um, you have to sort of think of like when you think about like in a caste system in India, like it's the same sort of thing Mm -hmm. in Indonesia. And you know, when you grow up in that, you don't question it, right? Like now living in like Western culture for so long. It's it's like it hurts me. You Somebody know what I feels mean? Feels a little guilty. <laughs> but it's it's Magic really problem, really yeah. crazy. So like for instance, it's like my brother. He lives in like a luxury building with like mm-hmm. his family, and there is a separate like elevator that the staff takes. The staff doesn't take wow. like the main elevator. Of course, like of course, <laughs> it's, the, it's the staff. <laughs> they gotta go in the back. <laughs> Suez Canal you know (laughs) this is not new information for the Suez Canal wow Um, anyways so I'm kind of just trying to explain like I, I, I had such an unrealistic view of like what the world was and like what where's the script (laughs) <laughs> Man. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's interesting. Um, Melissa and McCarthy, make her turn. I'm telling you. The thing that's interesting is that although, you know, my father was sort of able to miraculously come from nothing and, and build this life for himself that he had always <clears throat> dreamed of that was so impossible in so many ways, he did not educate me in how to manage finances mm. like how where does the money come from how do i make money how do i save money how do i invest money how do i pay taxes what are taxes you yeah. know um what are taxes? <laughs> <laughs> and so i just i had this really unrealistic viewpoint and i think my dad had this 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 fantasy right where he's like i'm gonna make so much money that like my grandchildren will never have to work mm-hmm. so when I'm growing up, he's telling me the whole time he'll be like, he was like, you'll never have to work. Yeah. Like, you know, your daddy's, uh, no need to your do daddy's girl. You know Got what it. I mean? Meanwhile, yeah. I'm like, where's my trust fund? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. how am I like never going to have to work? You right. know, there was no plan for that. It was just like this crazy idea he had. <laughs> um, and he made a lot of mistakes. Like my dad's the kind of person who, if you gave him $200,000 today, even if he has $200,000 in debt, he'll buy a car that costs $200,000. Because oh. it's like, for him, like appearance was everything. And the way that people perceived you was like everything. Sounds and like he's, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they should meet, you know, because my parents hate each other. Um, uh. <laughs> But it was it was just like it doesn't matter what's on the inside. It doesn't matter if the inside is rotten. It doesn't matter if like, you know, you're miserable or you're a horrible person or you're evil. Only thing that matters is that other people are envious of your lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Um Sound like all the brothers from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> How you living at your mama house? Got 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 the drop top in the bag with wow. rolling on doves. The Gucci, the Gucci shoes. <laughs> Thirty thousand yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, and yeah. mama ain't got no no lights yeah, on. The Balenciaga yeah. loafers. Yeah. Exactly. That's my dad. That's my dad to right. the T. Um anyways. I was living a lifestyle that was really not realistic for like someone yeah. my age and in someone in like my my position, right? Of like I'm an aspiring writer, and so I also had a lot <clears throat> of guilt around that. Mm. And instead of like using the resources I had to be like, let me start a production company, right. let me just start making shit, yeah. um, I was just wallowing in like this like self hate. I had never gone to therapy. I had never done any kind of like inner reflection. I had done hadn't done any work on myself, and so I just. I, I was just stuck. You know what I mean? I was just stuck in this place of feeling like I'm a piece of shit. I'm so worthless. I'm nothing. Like, you know, the only reason like I can have the life I have is because it's like my father is like bankrolling me. And mm-hmm. um, 
I, I just I couldn't move out of that space um, except for like these moments of delusion where I was like I'll be at the Oscars next year you know uh, so that's how I was able to move to LA so easily okay, okay. like on a dime you know um, so he's still doing okay Oh, no, no. My oh, no. father... Um, <laughs> plot, plot twist. She's like, that was 15 years this ago. Is oh, actually, my this God. is Act 3. <laughs> yeah. This Sounds is the like my dad. Sounds <laughs> like my dad. Act 3. <laughs> oh, no. It, it, I mean, my dad, uh, he... The government have, has seized all his assets. Oh, he, uh, he was like $65 million in debt. Damn. Um, you know, COVID destroyed most industries oh, in Indonesia. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely collapsed. Like... You know, we had it hard here in the States, but like in developing countries, countries, like we, it's so hard to imagine how much harder it was for them there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things happened. He was $65 million in debt. Like the the business was like already failing. The government, like like the government. $65 million (laughs) in debt. He's a, he's so much like Trump in so many ways. My dad loves Let's Trump. Let's not go by off on way. that. Let's Anyways, not go off on that. <laughs> uh, the government sees all his assets, you know, and I have like an elder brother who like embezzled money from the family mm. and then like left the family and then like my dad started dying, you know, like while this was happening and it was like peak COVID, so there was just like a lot happening. Right. Um, I have a very different lifestyle now <laughs> that I have to provide it for she, myself. She's like, I live on Skid Row now. I do. That's, why, that's why they call me Deadly Lips because I'm going to kill people. Yeah, if you see me on Third Street, bitch, stop by. You never know. Stop by. Oh, I do have a friends and family rate, you know? That's right. That's Hilarious. right. Hilarious. I don't know what the hell I'm even talking well, about. Well, no. But, so but, we were getting yeah. to win you moved to LA. Oh, so I moved to LA. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this super unrealistic viewpoint. I also had this idea of like, oh, once you get an agent and a manager, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, deadline, here I come, you know? (laughs) Uh, I was like, I was like, I should just enjoy this time of anonymity where I can just like go to Jones on 3rd and nobody knows who I am (laughs) because this won't last long, you know? Hilarious. Shout out to Jones on third. Y'all should be, you know, donating to the rant room, by the way. <laughs> you should definitely be donating to the rant room. Get, get those. Sponsorship. That's sponsors. right. That's right. Um, so I come to L.A. I thought like, oh, I'm done. Like smooth sailing from here on out. Uh, and what I didn't real. And I also was like, I was so deferential to like my reps. Like if they. Because you didn't know. Because I didn't know. Because yeah. I didn't know. It, if, when I said, hey, I want to write a TV show about, like, the international school I went to and, like, what it was like to live in Jakarta, they said, nobody wants a TV show that's <laughs> set in Indonesia, you know? Yeah. Come up with another idea, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, like, anything I would come up with, it's like, there they was just... There was so much resistance, you know, and it's like I really wanted to staff. Right. And um, I was kind of like hot off of like having this play that had had like a like glowing review in Variety. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was like so many playwrights were coming from New York and like staffing yeah. off of like a, a like a, a, a sample of a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see them every year. Yeah. And still I was, happening. Still. Yeah. still. And, and I would just be like, I want to staff. I want to staff. Like there was all these shows that were kind of like so perfect for my voice. And they would just be like, oh, it's impossible to staff. Like you can't get, you can't get, we can't get you a staff writing meeting. No, like crazy. nobody's going to meet with you. And it was crazy because another manager at that time tried to poach me, which I didn't realize was like so taboo. Mm. And this, I met with this manager and he was like, 
I can get you staffed like next week. Like you can be working in a room like next week. And I sh- I just couldn't, I just couldn't wake up. You know what I mean? I was like, no, no, no. Like these writers represent this writer who has this like career that like I want and like they made it happen for her. They can make it happen for me. Well, see that. Okay. I didn't hit to interrupt you, but that's the thing. It's that they didn't make it happen for her. No. She made it happen, she made it happen right. for herself. That's right. They just that's right. Rode the, they just that's rode right. the coattails. Um, I, the, the, the biggest fallacy is that your reps will help you. Yep. Your reps will only, they will make calls for you when you have, you know, like they've built up favors throughout their career. Yeah. They'll use those calls once you've, those favors, those chits, once you've made them enough money. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's up to you to like bang, 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 sell script. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, to me, it's weird. It's like if you write the script about the international school, sure it doesn't get made. Okay, whatever. That's month ago. Hashtag I, sample, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. But it's like, okay, there's the Umbrella Academy, there's yep. Magicians, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's Wednesday, there's a mm-hmm. lot of shows that it's like, oh, that's like. Uh, it's it fit right in it's analogous of what it is I mean you know the thing is that a lot of people don't quite get is your reps don't know anything no all they sit around all day doing is just like I'm not even sure what they do they'll get calls (laughs) about information but but they don't read Mm-mm. um and they are telling you no about stuff because because they live on a fear factor that's even worse than anybody else <clears throat> um so yeah it's 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 a it's a real it's an eye opener for everybody to say my reps you know don't uh didn't do for me didn't do for me i mean there's people who are big who say oh, my reps tell me all the time you're big you have like you know you sold four shows of course they're gonna like hook you up because mm-hmm. you know i mean they'll throw books at you they'll throw stuff at you all the time because you like put money in their pocket mm-hmm. but but until you do that they're like ah eh, all right we'll get to you we're not gonna tell you what's up you know all this information we're not gonna tell you because it's, it's not worth it to them it's a sad thing but anyway yep. keep going um Anyways, I made the wrong decision. I had a total, this false idea of like that, okay, they're going to make it happen for me. And that should have been such a wake up call for me of like this other manager trying to poach me being like, you can ab- I absolutely get week, like yeah. staffing <clears throat> meetings. This is absurd. You know, like that should have been my moment to be like, I'm breaking it off. Like, let me just go with this guy because at least he's saying he can get me a meeting. But, but let me just answer this though. I always say you want somebody to be hungry for you though. Yeah. Because you might be with a top four mm-hmm. agent and mm-hmm. they're not sending you out. Nope. So you want somebody, even if it's a smaller agency, yes. to be hungry for you. That's yeah. So that is a smart move sometimes. Totally. Right. Yeah. And that manager, he didn't have any big name clients, but right. all of his clients were working TV writers. Right. I wanted to be a TV writer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but I was so blinded by like w- this idea, you know, and I was like, oh, and I've got this agent at WME now. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a stamp. It sounds yeah. good. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, it makes me sound like I am like they, they vouched for me, right. you know, Um I stayed with those managers for four years. Mm. They never got me uh, a staffing meeting. Like the my agent at WME fully stopped responding to my emails. Like I was, I was just, I was. They so- can be very <laughs> passive aggressive. Yeah, that's crazy. Instead of just telling you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah, or, that's crazy. We're moving on. We're yeah, going another yeah, way. Yeah. Whole, whole, I remember I met with this guy a couple of years ago, an agent, and uh, he was like, yeah. I want this to be before you guys after after after, after okay. is, I was I was I just finished up the things on Star Trek and he mm-hmm. was like 
I want this to be an incoming call business for with you. <laughs> the fuck? And I said, and I, and, and, incoming and, call. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he was like, I want people to know to be calling me about you. That's how I want this business. That's how I want this to work. Yeah. And that and that's when I realized I was like, you don't even want to pick up the phone for yeah, me. Exactly. Mm. You want me call. to be known enough so that people call in to reach uh, you. But like that means I got to do a lot of yep. work to get yeah. known like that. Facts. That's not who I want to be with. Yeah. So, but 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 that let me know how a lot of them work. And obviously, if, if you're at WME, that's how they want it to be. It's like the mm-hmm. note behind the note. You yeah. got to read behind that yeah. shit. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's right. It, like that's the, right. I mean, like the, like they don't want to do anything. All they do is gossip, <laughs> and they they come into the office and gossip. Would you read this weekend? Would you see this weekend? You know, uh, did you go to a party and who'd you fuck? That was a star. I mean, that's like the, I'm, I know that's sixty percent of their day. You know, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, it's like nobody works. It's crazy because it's like, I just remember it being like, you know, you if I would like try to call somebody, it would be like, oh, she's just coming back from lunch. Like, mm. she's just come back from <laughs> surgery that she has to recover from. Like, what like, are just you? four o'clock. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just absolutely insane things. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but actually, the only reason I even left those reps is because, well, first of all, I'm mentally ill, right? I mean, who isn't? We've come to LA. We're delusional. We're all no, sick. No, no, just you. Yeah. If well, you're right at all, <laughs> <laughs> you could be a little. Um, and I was when I when I moved to LA, I was really struggling with like addiction, um, drinking, mm-hmm. drugs, like love addiction. Like I was so desperate to like feel validated. I was so desperate to find like love, and 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 that somebody has a nemesis. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, And that took up so much energy and so Mm -hmm. much of my time, and like um, it derailed all of my professional efforts. It derailed my dreams every day. Every day I'd wake up and say, "Today is going to be different," and 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 it wasn't. Um, And so I woke up one morning um, and I and I found that I had managed to vomit inside my underwear (laughs) and. I looked at my dog and like even my dog looked disappointed in me, you know? And I just had this moment where I was like, I'm gonna be dead in the next seven years. Like I am not gonna live to see like, you know, my next big So this was your bottom. This was my bottom. And um I was like, okay, I was like, I'm gonna get sober, but I didn't know how to get sober. (laughs) So the first thing I did was I was like, I'm gonna change my phone number. So then, of course, everyone who I said so like, the dope man can't call me. <laughs> That's, right. That's smart, though. That's smart. I, I, I give you that. I give you that. The thing that's so That's funny is that then when I like would text people like, "Hey, this is my new number. Don't text my old number anymore." Everyone was like, gone. "Do you have a stalker?" Yeah. Um, I was like, "I'm trying to change my life." Um, but so I got sober and. In that year, I'm not sober anymore, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I go to therapy, I, I do some things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in that, that year of sobriety, I was more productive mm. than I had been in like, you know, my four years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I was just like churning work out. Yeah. I'm writing new scripts. Like, I wrote a solo show. I was like, I'm going to put this solo show up, you know. Yeah. And then it was like, when my managers, didn't even come to my solo show. Mm. I was like, uh, not even send the assistant to nobody. <laughs> the, the the junior one came, and then I was like, "Where's the senior one?" They don't usually do that. And she was like, "Oh, he 
fell. Bitch, <laughs> 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 you can't even lie right? <laughs> you can't even lie she right. Out. She ran out of shit, though. <laughs> you can't wow. even <laughs> lie right. She ran God out. God damn. She had a list. She was like, all right, number 10 <laughs> fell. fell. Okay, he fell. <laughs> 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 that was exactly it. They have a random button. Yeah, he fell. Um, But so I had befriended at that time this TV agent at CAA, right? And this TV agent had come to the the solo show and she Mm. had sent one of her colleagues and she was like, I want to rep you, right? Mm. And she, so I like, I went to CAA, I met with her, I met with like, um, two of her colleagues she's like we're gonna be your team they're like you are a visionary they're like we see you as like our ethnic Whitney Cummings whatever that means um, and she was like that. you're the kind of person you're gonna have multiple shows on different networks at the same time you know and she's like we are like so thrilled to be able to like work with you we're gonna we're that's, doing- that's the same spiel my rep said to me it's some bullshit <laughs> Wait a minute. I had never heard the spiel before so I they also have a list <laughs> yeah. of the spiel <laughs> Page two? Page two? Dossier. Yeah. The, the, diver- the diverse <laughs> version. Pull this out. Page four, page seven, page six. We're going to make you the male Issa Rae. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swear to God, that's what yeah. they said. No, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I was like, oh my God, when do we start? You yeah. know? Once again, it's all over again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she goes, there's just one thing. Uh-oh. Um, um, she's like, I need you to fire your managers. Uh, and I said, oh. Because um, <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> I, go, I go, could we like start, you know, wor- working together? And then right. and, and like, first, and, yeah. you know, first and, 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 then, and then, then I can fire them. And she said, no, if you don't fire them, I'm not going to work with you. In mm. fact, I'm going to call them today and give them a heads up that you're going to fire them. Damn. Wow. <clears throat> and, I, and I was like. Uh, okay, you because know, I, That's I aggressive. <laughs> was I mean, yeah. really aggressive. It was really aggressive. Um, so she did that, mm. and then um, I and also like the promises, right? The promises that were rolled out before mm. the like, um, you need to fire your manager's call. Were like, we, we're going to take out a TV show this summer. I hope clear your calendar. I hope you're ready to pitch. <laughs> uh, like she had a list of like these are the managers who I think would be a good fit for you. Like yeah. and like there was ones that were like at the top of my list, and she said close personal friend, easy call, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, fire That's my managers. So fake. We've been down it's, this road. It's, yeah, it's, 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 so it's, fake. It's the biggest lie. Yeah. They're not your personal friend, number one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this was like a person who it's like we have dinner together, like mm-hmm. for her birthday, like I, you know, I um, whatever. I was dumb. I was dumb, and I was stupid. And okay. so she said, "Yeah, you know, I called them, and they they." And she told me for some reason she said, "Yeah, you know, I called them, and they were like, yeah, we were gonna let her go anyway." Like I was wow. like, "Did you need to wow. tell me that? That no. seems excessive, you know." Yeah. So you could keep that to yourself. The note yeah. behind the note. <laughs> yeah. yeah People tell you who they are, right? Yeah, they yeah, really do. They really do. So then, of course, I call the managers. They already know. And they were like, yeah, you know, we already spoke to blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, so what 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 blah, blah had told me, the, the reasoning behind this was that she shared other clients with my managers right. and mm. that like she had gotten those clients 
new uh, managers and mm. so that there was some bad blood between them and so okay. like that's why she wanted me to like sever these ties now the second i fired my managers all of a sudden the tune changed all of a sudden uh she said oh we're not gonna pitch a tv show this summer she said you need a new pilot sample um I, mm. I, and she said I, i'm not gonna introduce you to new managers until you have a new pilot sample ah, so leverage yeah so then i said okay so i said oh, let me come up with like you know four great ideas mm -hmm. you tell me which one you think i should write i come up with these ideas i send them to her then it was like uh we're supposed to have a meeting about like which idea i'm supposed to go with the meeting keeps getting pushed the meeting keeps getting pushed <laughs> i'm get in my car to drive to finally have the meeting about like which idea i'm supposed to do as i'm getting in my car the assistant calls me and says hey can we actually turn this meeting into a phone call uh, shit. and then you know we're on the phone and I can hear her, literally can hear her scrolling on her computer to like open the document for the first time, uh, to look at the ideas. Mm. Um, so one of the ideas was like a TV show about mm. my family, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's like, yeah, write that one. So I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll do it, I'll yeah. do anything, you mm -hmm. know? I like write like a first draft of this and then I'm like, great. Like I'm gonna send you the first draft. Like, you know, let me know if you have any notes no response you know and so then it's like i keep i'm following up with the assistant like mm -hmm. hey can we set a time for like this notes call then the assistant starts ghosting me That's then so... i find out that um my new agent has not only left the agency she has left agenting and has like gone wow. to be an exec at a production company mm. um and this all adds up yeah. i was thinking a version of that but i was thinking they went somewhere else but that yeah. makes sense yeah I never received an email. I never received oh, wow. a phone call. I never received a text message. Um, to tell you they left in No, nothing, nothing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you how gutted I was. Like, I was just like, I don't want to work in this business. Like, people have no integrity. Like, they just say something and it's like the words fly out of their mouth and it's as if those words were like never spoken. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I'm gonna like move to another country. Like, I don't wanna do this anymore. And so I kind of had a talk with myself and I was like, I wanna do something that like I can control, that nobody else like gives me per permission to do or mm -hmm. not do. Like, you know, and, and I was that's like- That's why I stayed in the indie world because <laughs> of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, total bullshit. Yeah. So that's when I was like, and I told myself, <clears throat> I'm not gonna chase my next set of reps. My next set of reps is gonna come to me. I'm not mm. gonna even look for them. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna do stand-up because stand-up was something I had wanted to do my whole adult life. My whole mm -hmm. adult life, like, you know, people were like, oh my God, you're so funny. Have you ever done stand-up? And I, and I just- Your timing says you're, you're stand-up. <laughs> nah, she, she <laughs> kills it. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Thank perfect you. for that. Have you been to the improv? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you gotta like slow down. Uh, yeah, motherfucker, I've been. How dare you question where I've been? I understand. Uh, Tuesday nights, eight o'clock. I'm there. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm a regular. I'm down no there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> if you come on my night, it's not even two drinks. You can exactly. Roll up in there. Yeah. I'll put you on the guest list. Don't worry. <laughs> Roadmap Writers is best known for connecting emerging writers with literary representation through personal and strategic marketing plans developed with the writer. Check them out, y'all, at RoadmapWriters.com and see all the cool stuff they have going on there. Be sure to follow them on the socials and make sure you use the code RANTROOM23, all caps, y'all. 
for a 10% off on everything. Links in the show notes. Ever wonder how to bottle up pure excitement, unbridled joy, and limitless potential in a single word? Woohoo! Woohoo Apparel is on a mission to unleash the infectious energy of woohoo onto the world. And they're doing it with undeniable style. I'm talking cool, fun designs made of soft-combed, ring-spun USA Premium cotton and 50% polyester and in sizes from small to extra-large to fit all WooHoo enthusiasts across the globe. Get your t-shirts and apparel at WooHooApparel.com and use the promo code WooHooSRR. That's capital W-O-O-H-O-O, lowercase S-R-R. Links in the show notes. Um, uh, so I was just like, okay, you know what? Like stand-up's one of those things. It's like, I don't ever want to be on my deathbed and look back and be like, what if I tried? You know, so yeah. I told, I had a conversation with myself. I said, I am going to give one calendar year of my life to like fully pursuing stand-up. And I was like, I don't know how to do stand-up. I don't know how to book shows. I don't know how to do <clears throat> anything. But I was like, I'm just going to fucking figure it out. And like, that's yeah. the only way to do stand-up. Um, and... That was at the beginning of the calendar year. And by the end of that calendar year, I had already been paid to headline shows. Um, I was like, the Laugh Factory had this totally insane story for another time, Christopher Guest experience, uh, competition called The Funniest Person in the World, Mm. for which I was a finalist. And the finals were in Helsinki, Finland in December. Helsinki had like... You know, none of this did you say. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I give people a chance to talk. All new to me, bro. Yeah, go ahead. He said Helsinki, Finland (laughs) in December. We gonna get to you. Trust me. Nah, 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 nah. I want to hear this story, though. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I know it's a long way around, but it's fascinating. It's a long way around. It's it's a lot of game. It's a lot of game in there, though. So I hope people will understand that. Um, So... I was like, okay, I think I've got something here. And in that process of like being so devoted, of teaching myself like the craft of like going from zero to like not a hundred, but somewhere, you know, a higher number than zero. um, It also made my writing so much sharper. It made my writing so much more efficient. Like Mm -hmm. it made me funnier, you know, and it gave me so much (laughs) confidence um, that I had lost like through like, you know, all of those experiences in the previous years. And people like came to see my stand-up and it's mm-hmm. like through performing it's like i gained like fans right life mm-hmm. experience yeah <laughs> exactly. totally mm-hmm. and it's like and, and i gained like people who knew me looking at me in a different way right because mm-hmm. it's like again it's like nobody wants to read a script no. but it's like people will listen to you do stand-up for 10 minutes yeah, you know yep. easy yeah <clears throat> and so that turned into um me getting an opportunity to pitch a show about like essentially i viewed it at that time as like my seinfeld mm-hmm. um and uh, I pitched to a, a company that doesn't exist anymore. This was when like all the studios were really into like short form content, right? Mm-hmm. And so like every studio had like a setup where they were doing short form content. Um, and so I sold this show to the, a company at WB that was doing short form content. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, wait a minute. What's the, what, I, it's stage 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. Mm. I just had me, you know, and I developed that show with them. And then, of course, the, you know, the reps, the reps came calling. The reps came calling. Yeah. Like they do. Yeah, That's like they do. they do. And um, 
by the time I had, so what they were doing is they were developing like 10 by 10, so 10, 10 minute episodes. And yeah. by the time we had gotten to the end of that process, they, no one wanted to make short form content anymore, right? <laughs> so then they were like, we went through it too. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, okay, now we're just going to do half hour shows. I said, great. I don't want to do short form content yeah. anyways. Right. Um, so they're like, okay, now we're going to, and you know, and through this process, it's like my executive, um, moved to Netflix and Amsterdam, you know, like it, it's just it's a changing of the guards all the time. Um, Every and, year or two, they're gone. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, during this process, it was like, uh, I was working with a manager who like then left the company they, that were at that was on this lot and then they went solo and then they became an agent and then they left that agency and then it was just oh, like shit. there was so much like turnover and it, it was so hard to like sort of figure out like which way to go in yeah. in, in in terms of like representation um, and it, what I really found out is that I was like I don't need these people at all like they mm. need me you know like yeah. I'm the talent yep. um, and what ended up happening was Stage 13 said, we're going to pitch this as a half hour show. Um, like, we're going to pitch to, you know, the at that point, the new HBO Max. Um, I pitched it once. I sold it to HBO Max. Oh, um, and then, of wait, course... Wait, wait, wait. Where am I tempted? <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, like, the agency got really interested in oh, me. Yeah. You know, then they were like, oh, you, we, you are... We our. knew it the whole time. Yeah, they're yeah. like... Did I just say this? They wait till you make all the money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just said it. Yeah. <laughs> then it was like the head of the agencies taking meetings yep. with me. They yep. were like, you know, you're our favorite client. Yep. You're yeah. our star, again, Melanie. Bro. You know, bro. they would just like rotate people around to come and meet me. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm spinning around on the studio a lot once, <laughs> once again, again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ever rich man, like, like a fucking idiot. Um, you know, then of course it takes like six months for like the contract to close, yep. and then COVID hits. You know, and then it's like nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows mm-hmm. if they have a job. Nobody knows if like we're gonna live to see tomorrow. Yep. Like if we're gonna still make it be making um, movies. So it's like, and also as a performer, it's like you know, you I I was all like. Like at the same time, like pursuing this career as a performer, stand-up, and I yeah. I filmed like a stand-up special, and I had a job in Singapore that was supposed to start in spring of 2020. It was my dream job. Mm. Um, it was called Real Life Crazy Rich Asians, mm. and oh, I was shit. the host of the show. Oh shit! And I was just gonna go around. Um, it was filming in Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and like India. Okay. And um, I would just that. like go and I would like hang out with the people and be like, Oh my god, is this your jet? Like nice jet, you know? <laughs> like that was my I, job. I, I was like, Yeah. That's a good, that's a good job. Yeah, that's an amazing job. So, of course, like, you know, they were like, okay, um, we're just going to pause. Oh, um, yeah, of course. We're just going to pause. It's just a little COVID thing. It'll be <laughs> yeah. a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We'll just pause. Like, and I had just been in Singapore in, like, February of 2020. We'd had, oh, like, wow. a meeting. I'd met the guy from uh, the platform. I was going to be on this platform called Hook, uh, which was uh, owned by Warner Brothers. I think it was like very big in like the Middle East and Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, I meet the guy from Hook. They have like this big dinner for me in Singapore. I was like, it's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then there's a call. It's like, yeah, we're just going to pause for the moment, you know? And I was like, okay. And then um, in May of 2020, Hook just like closed the door and like threw away the key. Yeah. Like if you had a subscription to Hook, you just got an email in May of 2020 that was like, you, Hook. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will no longer be debiting <laughs> so, out of yeah. your car. <laughs> yeah. They were like, uh, your subscription is canceled effectively immediately. Wow. Um, you know? Wow. So they were just like not even going to pretend to like play out the whole COVID thing. So I was like, okay, you know, so 
I, I'm in the the the. See, I love to hear stories like this <laughs> because yeah. people only hear what you show. I'm mean, not to remember yeah. you, yeah. But they only see what you what you show them on on sure. on YouTube or whatever. Not YouTube on Instagram or all yeah, that. Yeah, they only see the good shit. Yeah, yeah. they highlights. don't see the stuff on the way there and yeah. how it fell apart or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, so it's like I'm in the process of you know now we're working remotely for the first time like i am developing this tv show with hbo max and there were there's so many things i wish i could have done differently mm. right because the show ended up being a show about me you know yeah. and um i i had this vision and i wish that i had been less attached to it mm. i wish i had been more flexible i wish i could have just said like yeah, you know, like my show that I pitched to you as like Fleabag meets Rami about um, a promiscuous Christian, Deadly Lips, you know, <laughs> who has this like fraught relationship with her faith. Like, right. absolutely, we can turn this into an office comedy about mm-hmm. a church. I wish I had said yes. <laughs> I wish I had said yes. If I could do it over Listen a, mil- to this, kids. a million times over, yes. I would have said absolutely. Take the shit and fix the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and... You know, the show did not move forward and it was devastating. I mean, now we're like in like 2020, like my dog of 14 years dies. Like, you know, it was it was dire. It Mm -hmm. was a dark time. Mm -hmm. Like there was like no, you know, I'm like for the first time in my life, I'm like, oh, this is what it means to have no money. Like This is what it means to like go buy buy a coffee and have like your your card rejected, you know? I said, okay, I'm being humbled, humbled in the eyes of the Lord. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Everybody can relate to that feeling. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Um, I will say I was having it later in life, you know, Mm -hmm. like I should have been having that feeling at like 18, you know? I was like, I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, and then... I'm still working I'm still working with like the same agency right uh, that I really don't want to name mm-hmm. and um, you know I, I had like this really toxic relationship with like the person who had brought me to the agency who then like left the agency to go back to being a manager and it was it was literally like it was the kind of thing where this manager was like nobody else wants you this is what the person would say to me they'd be like nobody else wants you like i mean and i was just like oh my god like who are you my dad like (laughs) i'm like i've been in this relationship before i was like i can finally recognize this i was like i said i would rather not be represented by anyone for the rest of my life than work with you and so like i broke that off but i continued to work with this agency and then of course it's like once that heat of like selling that HBO Max show like cooled off. You know mm. what I mean? It's like they weren't doing anything for me because by the way, I sold that show on my own, you yeah. know? Yeah. They never They ride off the they don't, yeah. they, they you know what? This is the the analogy I tell people about agencies, reps. They come out of school and then they get to work at a real estate company in the office for just a, for like a year or two. And then once they survive the 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 the, the, the mailroom at the year or two, they're giving in a you know what they're given an entire apartment building, <laughs> this full of tenants, mm-hmm. and they just collect the checks. Yeah, and they don't do anything. It's already full. They're not having to like do any maintenance. Not, mm-hmm. not, 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 have to, not, not to get. They don't have to sign new clients. Not have to sign new tenants. They just go. Oh, just collect my check. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me kick back and not do a damn thing. And they call haters, hey, leaking water. Hey, I got. Ah, I can't help you. I can't. Sorry, sorry, bye. Oh, this is what my phone is. That's that's what they do. You. That's yeah. what it's like because yeah. they because because once they get in, 
and they get that because they usually come as a junior. They're on the team. They're handed to someone. It's not someone that they found, Mm-mm. and they just start. Get, they just, oh, where's my check? Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, what, and and what did I do? And they're calling me about notes. Oh fuck, man! I don't even want to read anything. So hell no, hell no. But where's my check? Do you have I'm going to say there's a lot of good ones. Let's let's not yeah. plant them all. Uh, but look, there is a good look, amount. And I'm, let me just say this last thing. I just went through it after the strike ended. My agent of years got let go at one of the big top four. Mm. I didn't even know about it. Oh. All I know is it was in deadline. I was like, oh. huh? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm sure they're going to call me in a week or two to let oh, me know. Shit. I haven't heard shit. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shit. So I'm like. I guess I'm not with that agency anymore. I have oh, no idea. Shit. Yeah, shit. I mean, even when you're still working, they still, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's up to you. Luckily, I like my manager, my yeah. manager, so I'm just like, I'm just rolling with my manager. I'm come cool. I'm just going. It's all, I mean, it's, you know, I like, like, I don't, sure, there are people who are good. I, you know, they're rare. They're just like, it's just, they're just rare because they, the, the culture of it is, there's a lot of contempt for the talent. They think we're because they think they got a handhold us. They think we we're too we're too invested in this project. Come up with a new one, motherfucking long time. It takes a long time to come up with a new project. Man. Yeah, yeah. That you just look at once and go, I don't want to sell it. <laughs> what? I'm gonna spend nine months. Yeah. Two years, three years. You Man. know what I'm saying? You just yeah. like I mean, like 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 the, like their level of engagement in your career in anyone's career is so limited because. And and we did this fight with them with the agency thing, but it was it was worse for a long time because they're because they're not incentivized for us to make money from Mm. what we do. They're just Mm -hmm. incentivized. I mean, they're just like, are you good? Are you making me money? You make agency money, and if you're not, well, then I wouldn't talk to you. But they're not incentivized where you think where it's like, what's my ten percent? That like that's not causing them to be better or them to work stronger or because they're like, it doesn't matter. And that's why I think there's just it's like the stock market is disconnected from the the real economy, and mm. and you're like it just can go it, it can do what it wants to do, and you're like, but I'm like struggling, I'm struggling. It's mm. it's 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 interesting because again, like I was saying, our perception is they'll do something for you, yeah. and they really won't. You no, know? no, they won't do shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say, <clears throat> I I love my managers I'm with now. I love my managers who I'm with now, and um, it's like that relationship I have always wanted with reps, you know, and and it took a long time. Like, this is like my fourth set of reps at this point. Um, But when I met them, I was still at this previous agency. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is like beginning of like 2022. And I'm like emailing like my my TV agent and my film agent. I'm like, hey, like I'm meeting with these reps at this company. Like any thoughts, like Mm -hmm. love to get your input, you know. No response from my film agent, wow. right? Like, just no response. Yeah, so then I sent, I sent like a couple more emails. And I'm like, okay, well, I've signed with these <laughs> managers, you know? Um, and, and, and and there was like at one point there was supposed to be like a call, you know, mm-hmm. with like all of them. And my film agent says, what do you mean you have new managers, right? Like she never saw the email? Like he never saw the, e- like there weren't three emails, like, wow. you know? 
Like there's not internal meetings, Mm -hmm. like where you talk about your clients. Um, That's when I really knew, okay, this relationship with this agency is over, right? And at this point, it's like my new managers are like working for me. And Mm. it's the first time I've really experienced that of like having reps where it's like, they're fucking like getting my scripts out. They are like setting meetings for me. They are like getting pitches set up for me. Like they're giving me notes on my new feature. Like Mm -hmm. they're they're, like, you know, thinking about, okay, where can we set this up? Like what talent can we attach? Um, And... In the middle of like 2022, uh, I get like a Thursday 5 p.m. phone call from my <laughs> film agent, right? And it's like whenever you get a phone call from your reps that's like not, um, not hasn't been scheduled, yeah, yeah. and you don't have like that kind of relationship <laughs> yeah. where you text them or whatever, they, it's either very bad news or very good news, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And very quickly, I said they're gonna drop me, yeah. right? And so my film <clears throat> agent calls me and he says, you know, Melanie the agency just doesn't have the enthusiasm for you that it once did. And, you know, um, we just really feel like that there's like nothing more that like we, and my TV agent had left suddenly, suddenly left. And, and, you know, and it's like now that, you know, this TV agent's no longer working here. Like, you know, we just really feel like that there's like nothing that we can do for you. Meanwhile, I'm thrilled, right? (laughs) Because all of these projects that it's like I worked on while I was being wrapped by them Mm -hmm. are moving forward, but my agent has no idea because he doesn't... He's like, ooh, I saved 10%. Yeah, you you don't want to know what the hell's going on? Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, okay, great. You don't need to know that like I have producers attached to this project that I've been developing since like I've been your client. Mm -hmm. Like, awesome, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was just like, oh my God. I was like, I know how hard these phone calls are to make. I want you to know <laughs> that it means so much to me. Want an Emmy out there? Yeah. Uh, you got your yeah. goddamn list. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what do I say now that they're calling? Oh, I'm okay. Like, hey. I'm like, I fell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I just want you to know that it's like it means so much that you would make this call personally to me. I'm like, I'm like, I have so enjoyed working together, and I was just like, and I really appreciate. That's like, the way to go. Yeah, be gracious, yeah. be gracious, be classy. And then, of course, like, the tune totally changed. Then he's like, Melanie, I just know you're a star. I just know we're going to see your name in lights. I know. We're going to come back to you eventually. I know we're going to see billboards with your show on Sunset Boulevard. And I was like, yeah, I said, that means so much to me coming from you. Thank you so much. And then I hung up the phone. And I was like, if that agent didn't walk away from that phone call like the fuck is she cooking you know what i mean because that's like if you're in a relationship you know like you live with your partner you think everything's totally fine um you know and, and then it's like anyway <laughs> everything just go to sleep yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and like you say to your partner like you know like i'm kind of like bored i feel like yeah. this isn't really working mm-hmm. like you know i'm just really like not that happy and then your partner who's never said anything to you pulls out their suitcase that's fully packed from under the bed <laughs> and they say oh my god I've so enjoyed our time together I wish you well and then they walk out the wow. door and never look back I mean you gotta know the relationship's been over yeah. you know what I mean exactly. like exactly. it's been dead mm-hmm. um, so then I told my new managers they were just like this is the best news <laughs> we've gotten in 2022 that like yeah. you don't we were trying to figure out how you were gonna fire them and yeah. like remove them from your projects and wow. like now we don't have to right. um, and so then it was just so like that's the communication of it all yes. that you figure out go ahead yeah. and um, and then it was just like there's all this momentum going right mm-hmm. it's like I attach producers to like a new TV show um, and then it was like 
you know, another TV show. It's like there's also like producers who are like interested. Then I have a feature that goes out to like an actor who I have been in awe of like my whole life, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like in, in the Asian American community. And um, I have a phone call with his producer where it's nice. like, oh, my God, like, I think he would really like to star and direct this. Mm, like, you know, that's like just like we like love this so much. I'm going to come back to you in three weeks. Right. You know, like um, he has a really long like list of a pile but like whatever I'm like getting ready to pitch on like a a book that's like set up at Netflix it takes place in Singapore where I was born Mm -hmm. I was like I'm a shoe in for this and then the strike happened (laughs) (laughs) and just everything just died you know Um, all that momentum dead and it just felt like you and about co- yeah. 600 other yeah. writers. It just <laughs> exactly. felt like COVID like all over again. It yep. felt like so hopeless, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, I had taken during COVID, I had taken this side job at like a startup, which that is a story for another day. Right. And it was extremely toxic, but like I'd never had a corporate job before. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I'm being abused at work. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this, this must be normal. This, this is, is why we have unions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, wow. but they gonna say deal with it or quit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so then it was like, like literally in the course of like a week, I think it was like, I, I got the, there was like the strike happened. Then I got COVID for the first time ever. Mm. Then the startup like let me go. Um, and then and then I got and I got like some like devastating personal news. Yeah, sure. I was just like, let the waves just wash over me. You know, I'm like, I really, say it's like every two years, every two yeah. to two to four years, it, it does yeah. this, it does this, it does this. Yeah, I was like, I really tried, God, I did my best. You know, <laughs> I was like, you can't. But if say. you give me one more try, <laughs> but you always get one more try though. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. interesting thing yeah. about hearing your but, your story. You know? But you, we talked about this before, Saeed. Yeah. The people who make it, and you talk about this all the time, yeah. are the people who stick it in. Yeah. 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 Most oh, people quit. can't handle that first time you yeah. lose everything and you don't have any money. You're like, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. Most people do that. And the rest of us who stick it in, tomorrow you got a call. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. Because you didn't really want it. Yeah. My opinion. Who I mean, has? look, I mean, look, controversial shit, but I'll say it. You didn't want it. Yeah. I think everybody has different. Um, I'll agree to that to an extent, but I also think that some people have different. Um, what's that? What's the thing I'm trying to say? Where, where the things. What's it? What is it? No, no, no. Um, 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 they're how much they can take. The threshold. Yeah, their yeah. threshold okay, is so, different. So, that's that's where. Okay, I was so I'll say two things. One, you said something interesting earlier. You said your confidence got shattered, and then you had to bring it back by doing the stand up. Mm. Right. All these mm. years of she had to live her life. Yeah. So, but see, that's the thing about doing this your confidence is gonna get hit Mm -hmm. so hard so many times and you got to like say no no you're not gonna it's like you can't put me down like right now i'm i'm doing this this uh you know our buddy cole had and he sent Mm -hmm. me this list of questions that people uh keep asking him about he does a sub stack called the 5 a.m story talk um, about writing and he was like these qu- these five questions he wanted me to answer because um, he gets all the time he wants like working writers to talk about it and there was one that was like how do you you know deal with the uncertainty and and then how do you work on your craft if you got a nine to five and, mm. and, and, and family obligations and I'm like you don't want it 
Yeah. You don't want it. That part of it, I because agree. Because the yeah. thing is, is that, like, I remember when I met Andre Burloff mm-hmm. it, at uh, Just Run Straight Outta Compton came out, right? And I was like, okay, so, like, you She's know, dope. like, just talk to me about what happened and, like, and how'd you get this? And blah, blah, Because, you know, it was this white Jewish girl writing Straight Outta Compton. It was a fucking and, good script. You know, but I'm talking to her about it. it and I interviewed her. She's I was talking to yeah. her about it. And then she eventually got to this point where she was like, well, I came out here <clears> and she didn't, she wasn't going to write for her. And she, I think she was living with a guy that she's either married to now or a guy that she wanted to leave. Can't remember what. I can't, I can't remember what. D, was. all the above. But <laughs> but she would say I would get up at five a.m. and I would write to six thirty, and then I had to start getting ready to go to work. Right. And that script eventually became World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. But that was the, the 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 same thing. And and the thing that I'm and the thing that I remember the most. Remember I told you for a long time I wasn't really writing, but mm-hmm. I was reading all the stuff in the Paris Review. Right. I remember reading the interview. But you were doing your short stories and stuff. Writing short yeah. stories, but I wasn't writing features or, or right. TV stuff for like almost two or three years. But there was an interesting. But I love 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 reading the one I read it a lot is the Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought about this the other day, and I just something just kind of clicked with me is that Toni Morrison. Uh, Single mother, two kids. Yeah, she was she was living in Jersey, and she was she was working in Manhattan, taking the train into Manhattan, and she would again get up at five, and she was like, and she had the point where she was like, even after she had her success, she was like, I get up at five to write because sun's not up, there's no one up, it's just yeah. it's my time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and I realized I was like, oh yeah, she was she was working as a book editor. Mm. At some company, at some big company like Simon Schuster or someplace yeah. like that, and I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, how fucked up is it that you are writing, right. trying to be a novelist, mm. reading other people's shit, reading other people's yep. shit, and she's writing like the bluest eye. Mm-hmm. She's writing this shit, and she's like, this motherfucker's got a, a, a book deal, and I don't. Mm-hmm. And I and I guarantee you, of probably of ninety percent of people that she edited their books. Don't have the staying power that she right. did in the legacy sure. she did later on. Sure. So it's like so the anger that must have been boiling in her when she's like doing the mm-hmm. the, the copy edits on her own stuff on the subway, and I was like, she wants this. Mm. She wants this. Mm. You know. You yeah. It's, it, it no. It, it building on that. It, it's funny because I always talk about how. So I always tell this joke about listening to y'all podcast mm-hmm. so I, I i like stayed at a shitty job way too long <laughs> just because i needed a job a record store or is that a different job <laughs> it was a record store okay. job and you know it was good the first 10 he years being there with a hoodie on so I, he was I, I, and i was <laughs> I, I, I i had a motherfucking rasputin's hoodie man yeah. and i used to i used to put that shit over my head and i would hide um so i would take the headphones and i would like Put them up under my sweater so the right. the you, you don't see the wire. You don't see the wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I feed it through the side, and whatever <laughs> side the manager That's is hilarious. in, the ear pod, the headphone would be in the ear. The earphones would be in the other side, the opposite <laughs> side. So if I'm standing, you know, and so I used to listen to podcasts while I was like doing all this because you know record, records weren't selling, so a lot of my work was like fucking busy work like dusting yeah. shit okay. and just like <laughs> stacking shit like you know what I'm saying it was yeah. just like it was many old work and oh shit. my yeah. god bro it was like it was probably the worst six years of working oh you were there but for six years I, no I was there for 20 years what like, I was doing that shit all during you supposed to be crew chief by then nah, nah. <laughs> and that was the thing people be coming that, that was the thing I hated to hear yeah. it was like man you don't own this place <laughs> and like I'm like, God damn, bro. Do you own the post office? Exactly, Do you own uh, Home Depot? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, but, yeah. but, uh, but, but nah, um, 
I I kept that job because I knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I knew if I got a real job because I, I could have got a real job. Like I got a college degree, I could have went somewhere better. Right. But I knew I wanted to write, and I knew I couldn't have because I remember reading Stephen King's book mm. where he talks about so, like yeah. You know, it was something about like don't get a job where it's like you don't have where you like get a job where it doesn't require much thought. Mm. And so I could be at work and think about writing and listening to podcasts and shit. And like it allowed me to continue to write. And another thing I did, I remember I like I started working. So like I I, I, I took like I said, fuck my weekends and I, I want like two days in the week so I can write. At mm-hmm. a coffee shop, right. so I, I started working weekends, but having two days because I like being at a coffee shop during the day when it's not busy. So I used to take those two days at the coffee shop, and I would go to different coffee shops. Some in Oakland, some in Berkeley, some in like Wanna Creek. Okay. You on maybe like, and I, I used to just her. I used to go all yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I, I ran into like Davey D at one in Wanna Creek. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing out here? But um, but I changed my schedule. So that I could write more, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. You and, have to. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, the, the thing you're saying, you were saying earlier about the job you get, the, like you get these these side hustle jobs early on. It's like you got to do these things. Like people who don't make it, they don't like. They don't think about what is this like. What's the strategic plan? Yes. Like I realized this recently is that most people are very good tacticians. Right. You know, but they're not good strategists. Yep. And so, therefore, you got to like think about. I got to do this job. I got to do this. I got to do this as well, so I can like. And it's, I'm feeding in this money, and then I got to rearrange my schedule to do this. Yeah. You because it's like if you want to do this job, you know, like you. And I was saying this thing in the saying this thing this I'm writing the code. It's like there is a sacrifice. Facts. Oh, you yeah. have mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. willing to pay. The price on something, and then the thing is, is that the sacrifice never goes away. Nah, even once you're successful, yeah. there's still a sacrifice yeah. that you're making on. It's a different <laughs> sacrifice, but you have to really be comfortable with that. And you gotta, and, and it's and look, and some people aren't. That's not their thing, and yeah. they go, "Hey, I'm gonna try this," and then, "Oh no, no, I, I don't want to pay that price." Yeah. yeah, you know. But then some people do, you know. And then so, and 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 if you do pay it. You know, and you get your dividends because if you're good at it, then you'll you know you really I don't mean really, but if you just focus on it, then it's going to pay off on some level Facts. at some point. It's um, it's one of those things where I tell people all the time, like we have one of the jobs in the careers where you can start late in your life. Like man. I'm mentoring Rich over here, yep. and on purpose, I I wanted to work with somebody who was who was a little older so yeah. that I always take kids who are in their 20s and 30s and shit and I was like why wouldn't I <laughs> you know what I mean meet yeah. somebody who's really out here the smart life former experience. lawyer like his life experiences kill what mm-hmm. these kids are doing today yeah. mm-hmm. but we always automatically go to the younger kids all the time yeah <clears throat> so where I was going with this I want to back up on something right quick for yeah. you Saeed yeah you were talking about how you were writing and all that stuff so you got to LA yeah. You started writing. You met Ben and Malcolm and all the cats that we all know. Yeah. How did the, just wanted to bring it up again here. Yeah. How did the overall deal come to you? Mm. If you could talk about that. Fluke. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, fluke, but not a fluke. It's funny because I'll be telling people, like, you never know how this shit going to work. Right. But, like, I was entering everything. A hundred miles and running. Right. That's why all I the like, script competitions. All that's, that. That's shit. why I was. I I, I I placed in script pipe. Like, cause you do say somewhere it's like once your script is at a level, yeah, you start getting traction. 
Yeah. If it's not, then you got to still work on that script. Right. And so it's funny because like I had got like script pipeline, like fucking screen craft, fucking all. I started placing, and then then I would get like Warner Brothers finals fellowship nickelodeon cbs i started like placing and shit Mm -hmm. but what's funny is it was just during twitter and it was during the the black lives matter thing Mm -hmm. and it's also a thing about timing timing is everything where it was like i i was there i had the script also i didn't give a fuck so i was just shotgunning (laughs) everything i saw there was like this thing was called hollywood here and it mm-hmm. was like they did. We like, had them on the show. Yeah, they did like yeah. about four or five of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really owe my deal to them yeah. in a sense. I told them that too. But what's dude's I, name? Why I forget uh, Because uh, Rich hooked us up with him. Um, I've, I it's like name. Ben. Ben. It's like Ben. It's not. It's, it's not Ben, ben Corey some, Jones. It's, it's not Corey no, Jones, no, no, but no. it's something. I know who you're talking about. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, <clears throat> they had a thing where it was like me. They had a few of them though. Yeah. Like the first one was like me writer, so I did that. Yeah, I was on one of their panels. They yeah, did you were. Yeah. yeah, you were. And then oh, that's why I think I might have first. That's it. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the second one was like meet people from Sony, mm-hmm. and so I had entered it, and you, you, it's like kind of random, mm-hmm. so you don't like you know, or or it was like you have to log on at nine o'clock and try to get, but like everybody was linking up with like right. the creator of Boys and shit. So I'm like, man, I want to meet mm-hmm. the creator of Boys. Like you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, God damn. So that's all field, but there's like other names. I'm just like, all right, well, I got to pick one of these. Yeah. So I picked like an exec. I was like, ah, I don't really got nothing for him, but fuck <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? An exec. And like, I'm like, at least these are important people that right. I can meet. So I, I did that. I ended up hopping on a Zoom with the Sony exec, two of them actually. So I met one mm-hmm. um, black dude. I think his name is Chris King. He was dope. And he and me and him just, he, when I hopped on the Zoom, he was like, I ain't read the script. Hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? That's real. That's Jeez. real. <laughs> and I loved so it. Like he was like, "Look, I appreciate the honesty, though." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it threw me for a curve because at this point, you know, when you're coming in, you're thinking everybody's reading my script because you know you had to send a script <laughs> right. in and to order to get in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Look, bro, I ain't read your script, but let's just talk." And we had commonalities about rap music, and he used to work with Russell Simmons and mm-hmm. Def Jam, so he was telling me all these crazy stories. And then at the end, he was like, "Man, I like you." I'm going to I'm going to keep you in mind um Sony's having this thing where like they're going to give three writers uh deals and I was he was like you know you probably be good for that and then that was it nice. then I hopped into another one with the woman that ended up giving me my deal Lauren Stein I had like a shout out to Lauren That's shout out to Lauren yeah. Stein I had I had like a 15 minute 15 minutes 15 minutes these are 15 minute zooms bro yeah, this ain't yeah, even because yeah. they got to talk to a lot of people yeah, for sure, for so sure. it's like these are 15 minute zooms so like I'm hopping a 15 minute zoom I'm like it was a cool zoom but I didn't really you know I mean it wasn't like the best zoom ever or whatever yeah, yeah. and but I kept in contact with her mm. and I think my name was buzzing between him and her at Sony mm-hmm. and so I just kept in contact so I'm in Nickelodeon program where this is happening and um I end up getting staffed on Flatbush Misdemeanors. Right. And so I emailed them like, hey, I just got staffed on Flatbush Misdemeanors. They're like, oh, that's dope. Blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, oh, I just got an episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Beginning of the year, I'm like, hey, happy new year. She's like, well, we're just talking about you. Can you send me your comedy script? <laughs> She's like, do you have one? I was like, shit, yeah, I do. <laughs> Which and one then, do you want to read? <laughs> like, and then I'm like, immediately, I didn't wait. Like, you know how some people would be yeah, like, oh, my give me God, two I, weeks. Got, I got two weeks to yeah. 
Nah, uh, bro, I sent that shit by five o'clock. You gotta send right. it that day. Yeah, you got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. while it's in their brain. Yep. Right, I sent yeah. it five o'clock. Log line. Yep. Script. Bam. A week later, she was like, "Do you have a drama sample?" <laughs> and just so happens, the funny thing is like, um, I had met Sarah Gamble, and for another ten minute, twenty minute Zoom, and mm-hmm. I asked her key question. I like your show you do you read 30 minute pilots because at this time I only had 30 minute pilots yeah. do you read 30 minute pilots for your show she's like no I only read hours I got off that I was like I need to write an hour mm-hmm. and I remember my um, I remember I had an hour idea my manager didn't really he wasn't really excited about me writing a script for Sarah Gamble I think he took me wrong what I was yeah, he thought saying. it was just for her yeah and he was and like you, you shouldn't do that you should, yeah. which is real you yeah. shouldn't write something for somebody to think you're gonna be a staff but I was like, no, I don't give a fuck. But I wrote it. It ended up being, he was like, this is one of the best scripts. Yeah, but the thing about that, just to to kick on that, is it's like, she's telling you there's a style of show that I do. Can you, I'm not going to read what you have. Give me something that is close to what you have. And then it's like, well, okay, now I know why I want to work with you. Because certain people at that level they can get past the this isn't this like this isn't some version of you that right. that you've written this is some other type of character thing that I'm interested in oh and you know how to put it together well on the page you'll be good in my room yeah that's i mean you know i same thing happened to me with star trek i met those guys and i told them about this coffee thing and they were like okay let's read that yep. and i said and i got it to them that day like they were like can yep. we there's a script and i was like i'll give it to you today give me your shit i'll give it to you today and they're like oh, and then i got it to them that day um that matters it matters because you, it's like you know who says this like I remember Janine says this all the time and so did Latoya you gotta always be ready yep be Stock ready Janine like, yeah, like, like the thing is the thing is when you're Latoya. not like I, there's no reason why you're not working on something to be ready when the opportunity comes because yeah. there's that there's that that nexus the yeah. nexus of shit that you can't control what's gonna happen and if it's no. like oh I need two weeks yep. here's over. the thing if you let time go by we have now lost the interest. Yeah, a lot. You know, what I mean, we might be in the middle of it. We need it now, yeah. and you lose the interest, or you lose the. Oh, yeah, I wanted to look at it that day. Yeah, I'm not in a mood for that now. Like yep. that starts happening. Here's what I wanted to ask you though. Um, so the the overall deal is coming. We haven't you yeah. fully signed it yet, right? You haven't gotten to that. No, point. no, I haven't. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll let you fill it. Well, no. What I'm saying is also another thing that I that I learned is follow your gut. Right. Mm. So my gut was telling me I need an hour long. Mm. And yes, even, that's where it was. Even though when I was mm-hmm. at Nickelodeon, I love Nickelodeon experience, but they were like, never say you're a dramedy writer because I was a dramedy writer, really. Right. And they were like, don't ever fucking say that in interviews, which made sense because I'm pitching myself for comedies. When you say dramedy to a comedy person, yep. they're like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they I'm, know, but, I, but, but, but it's, it's usually, ne- like, but dramedies are so rare on TV. Right. Well, they call was, anything that's a comedy that feels drama still a comedy. Right. That's the thing. Right. So, you know. And so I followed my gut, though, and I was like, I'm going to write an hour long. Wrote it. Manager said it was the best thing I had written so far, which okay. was dope. But I already had that while I was in Nickelodeon. So I'm like writing that on weekends while I'm in Nickelodeon. Was that BBC? No, it was another one. But, but it, it was it was Bambi that I wrote. Oh, Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did. Yeah. And and um, so I ended up, she was like, do you have an hour long? Mm-hmm. Sent that shit that same day. Right. And then maybe like two weeks later, she was like, can you hop on a Zoom? And so I was like, yeah. So I hop on a Zoom and she was like, uh, I'm going to give you an overall deal. 
and but in, in the meantime my manager is kind of like oh because when i told him he's like oh this might be a first look deal this might be exactly. a, a script deal mm-hmm. it was actually a overall deal right. so which covers and, what for you which covers um Oh, it, it it was initially in drama, mm-hmm. but I um they I'm while I'm there I'm working on comedy, drama, and animation, okay. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also I had because of my portfolio and coming from Nickelodeon, I wrote an episode of a Nickelodeon show called Blaze of the Monster Machines, okay. and so it's like once again I didn't I didn't think I was gonna be a Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna write an hour long. I thought I was a dramedy writer. Right. I ended up getting a drama deal. But then working on all three. So that's how I ended up getting my deal to Sony was just having it at the right time and having a mind frame like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to enter everything right. as, you know, and that that was it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like it. it's, you know, the thing is, is that it's a, it's, we talked earlier, is about the mindset you have. The mindset you have to have is, I create good stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't just create X. Yeah. Because then you're kind of, you're limiting yourself. I mean, right now, it's like a comic book I have that, that I wrote. I have a comic book that That's I got the rights to yeah. the other day that I'm trying to figure out where I want to send that. I have this horror movie. I have this yep. TV stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just got to like keep doing mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's like, the, you know, your managers will try to put you in a box. Everyone's going to put you in a box because it just makes it, it's, it's weird because it's like you're not reading shit anyway so just just like but they go oh I gotta write a comedy writer for you and that's and 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 they're looking for that are you there do you fit into that and so that's but you know but I think that what you want to do is create what your gut says create because you know like those ideas that you have they don't die, right? Then, right. And when the idea doesn't die, like you try to put it away. Right. Yep. Like he's coming back two, like two, three months later, two, three years later. That's a that's idea you got to be doing. Yeah, you got to do it. And, and it doesn't matter where it fits in the spectrum of, of, of as long as it's filmed entertainment. Yeah, then do it. I, I know what I was going to ask you. So I'm asking for the people. Yeah, yeah. I clearly know how this works. I'm yeah. really asking for them. What does I kind of give you a thing about what does it cover? Yeah, yeah. But what is, what is the good and bad about getting an overall? The the good of an overall deal is that you're immediately working with a studio that can like make your you're show. In the system. Yeah, you're already in yeah. the system. So like yeah. if you're not in the system, then you have to like set up like if I didn't have a deal, mm-hmm. my agents and managers would set up meetings <laughs> with production companies and then I go through that production company and then they go pitch the network but since I'm already at Sony which is a production company it's like I'm already in the door so I kind of skip that space Mm -hmm. which is dope Um, and uh, and then I have the ability to utilize all their because it's to their benefit to get you these these pitch meetings with other people to sell stuff or whatever yeah and and I'm already in the system like it's funny because like I'm at a point now with a show where like I'm used to doing my own pitch decks, but now Sony's team doing the oh, pitch nice. decks. So it's like, oh shit, okay, well mm-hmm. shit. And you like you're seeing the pitch decks, you're like, damn, this shit look like fucking winning time on fucking <laughs> exactly. HBO. Like so it's like a different level, right. you know, and so it's like, oh shit, now I have access to this and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So those are the positive things. I think the only negative thing is like I had to turn down three shows. Mm. Because when As you a are writer. 
Yeah, when when you I do have an overall deal, you can't work with anybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? But and they so, can put you on a show if there was a space for that. Yeah, yeah. And it comes out of your overall deal money yes, or some shit. Yeah, right? so you, you get a salary <clears throat> uh, throughout a year um, every week and... That's not bad. A whole year? Nah, I mean that, that's Wait, that's where my ten percent. That's the thing, but 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 on the other hand, like I had to turn down a Netflix show. Right. Had to turn down another show. I had to Boots call me, Boots Riley, friend okay. of mine. He Ooh. wanted me to write on I'm a Virgo season oh, two. Damn. I couldn't do it, and so it's like that is the trade off. Is passing that, the debt you owe. I know. I know. Well, I did. I did. I actually, I actually passed it to a couple uh, cats because he was looking for something very specific. I'm No, 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 but. But uh, that's that's the I would say that's the negative thing, and then also not being able to necessarily meet the whole industry yet, right. like you know, which it's a long game, so I'm not really yeah. tripping that much. Uh, you know, the deals for two years, so I got this, I'm coming up on like the last six months of it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you know, talking of uncertainty, even, even though they they suspended it during the strike, it's yeah, still, it I'm still back. counts. Or did uh, they pause it? Nah, everybody. It's funny because I talked to. Amy and I will be about this mm-hmm. too because she has a deal with HBO. Right. She uh, direct writer, dope on rap shit and insecure. But uh, you know, it it the strike took five months out of ninety nine percent of the deals right. that uh, came back after the strike. Right. Some got canceled. So for that, I was blessed. Um, but yeah, I'm on like year. I'm in like my last month. So speaking of uncertainty, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna re up. I don't know. You know, we'll see. They got an option for a third year, yeah. so we'll see. But at the same time, once again, you're living in uncertainty. I got shows I'm pitching in the beginning of next year. I'm working on in development about shit. Six shows. I got one with Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. Company. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with my boy RK, um, who has a book, The Yards Between Us, and then I got an animated show. With Sony Adult mm-hmm. Anime, and then I got a uh, another show with Skydance, and like I, I got like it's just a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Um, but the one thing I will say that was hard for me was I'm so used to writing everything, mm. right? When you get a development deal, you're writing a lot of one pagers, exactly. you're writing a lot of mm-hmm. pitch decks, mm-hmm. you're writing a lot of the pilot in prose, right. and you're not in pages, so. Uh, that was hard for me at first because I'm so used to finding the characters through drafts. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mel, no. Like, yep. I have a pilot and, like, I think even even when I wrote my Insecure script um, earlier, that, that, that kind of got me in the WB and all that. I wrote an Insecure spec. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think even in the first draft, Mel was like, uh, it would be interesting if these two characters met you know mm-hmm. like head on and the thing I was like oh shit I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. but then but then you, you that's in yeah. draft 8 yeah yeah like you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so it's like having to learn how to do those reps and do that which in within a Google Doc prose document is something that took a little while and then but here's, the, here's yeah. the thing though you know even uh, the year I was working with Ben Ben gotta do the same shit I know you know and he's you know, you get yeah. those big old deals he's got. The eight-figure deals is like... Which is bigger than mine. Let's, let's still, keep it. <laughs> you still are playing in yeah. that. Yeah. Give, give us a... You know, he still has to do the story area. He still yep. has to, you know, do a do a whole pitch out of what the season's going to be. Yeah. Like, before they buy this, they still want that. It don't, it's yeah. still... It's never going to... So, this is good practice for you. Yeah. The no bad is. thing is you lose work, like working with Boots. Yeah. You know, or people like that. Yeah. But... They could also you could you could you can easily say hey guys yeah I kind of 
feel like right now I want to get back in a room. Can y'all just put me on a, in a yeah. show while I'm doing this for like six months just so I can? Yep. They'll find something for you. Yeah. You know, you can no. still do that. You know for what sure. I mean? So people don't know they can do that. You can actually do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I would, and, and you know, the funny thing is like, speaking of Ben, like I, I'm, this is the reason why having mentors like you, Ben, Malcolm, Sarah Gamble, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Rail, Tucker, like my mentors, Aaron Thomas is like, talking to them about these things right. you know because nobody like Mel says is like nobody teaches us this shit mm-hmm. like there's no handbook and so having mentors like that you know Ben shit he got like fucking three shows he's running at the same Bro. time on Amazon Crazy. like you know what I'm saying so Crazy. it's like talking to him and, and it's funny because well, four yeah I'm four. going, I'm going <laughs> one yeah yeah no no <laughs> and so is at talking to them it's like right. oh this is possible and right. you know even I had a meeting with uh, Rail Tucker, another one of my mentors. When I was in the Mentorship Matters program, mm-hmm. she uh, has a deal with Amazon. She did that show Power right. um, based off the book. And I was talking to her. I was like, I'm developing all these shows. Like, you know what my fear is? And she, and she was like, what? I was like, that they all go at the same time. She was like, that never happens. <laughs> she was like, she was like, oh, silly one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like if that happens, like the, the chances of that happening is like getting struck by lightning Bro. twice. And so I, that kind of made me feel a little better because, you know, all these projects are in different spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, one is in one page or one, one is like in the final pitch to network. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Sony, one is like, in pitch phase you know so it's just like one is just starting to take form so it's like you know it, it's interesting because having those stresses and worries because we don't know right. is like you know it's hard enough to get any show sold but see this and then is, made this is why i always tell everybody everybody's like always like oh go to such and such they have an overall deal yeah. i'm like as soon as they get the overall deal all those six projects that chris just talk, told you about yeah they all went into development now yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. you think he's got time to do your shit I, like they yeah, don't i don't <laughs> you know no, the whole thing about the whole thing with anybody is um people who are above you with in terms of their position in the industry uh you got to give them something that is going to knock priority off of something that they want to do. That's like really hard to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if if someone came to me and was like, hey, can you work on this? I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? No. Yeah. I've got, I mean, this girl I've been mentoring a little bit, she's like, hey, you got time to read my pot? I was like, I, I, I don't right now. Yeah. I got to do. You got to be honest about I've it. I've got five or six things. I yeah. She's like, I know you're doing that. You never talk about it. I was like, I don't tell you about everything I'm doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, number one. I mean, number two, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, I mean, her idea is interesting, but it's not something that like I would say, put the other five things that I'm doing, exactly. kick to the, put those on the back burner and, <clears throat> and let me do that. Because yeah. that's how good your thing has to be to, to get one of these people who's got, a, 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 yeah. I mean, like, look, you're like, the better shots you want is to go to like a non-writing producer because they don't have as many ideas mm-hmm. that they're like as passionate about. They got stuff that they they want to do, but they, but but they can be more easily um, persuaded to pick up something else because their heart's not in it. From just like I, you know, I woke up today and I had this great idea, right. and I spent four I spent the next four hours just yeah. working this character down. There are a lot of idea forms; they're not like really yeah, fleshed yeah, out yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I met with these guys the other day, and it's like the the and they just signed overall at CBS. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the guy whose whose company it is, he's not a writer. 
Yeah, you know, and I, I was and and I and I was like, I have a better shot with getting you to do to, to even pay attention to what I'm trying to do right. than like someone like Aaron or Latoya right. or yeah. Malcolm because Here's, they're like, mother, I got ninety projects that I wanted to. Plus, I, side note, real quick, mm-hmm. when you get a deal that they bring you twenty things that yeah. they want you so exactly. it's not exactly. so, so you know what I mean so right. it's like <laughs> any like, of these you want to work on right yeah. so it's yeah, like they bring, that out. Hey, <laughs> bring these books in, got these books just bring in another deals. like right. deal that, that right. they haven't sanctioned yeah. you know what I'm we, saying we it's had hard. like 16 projects with Ben and I'd Man. say the six of them came from them exactly. you know what I mean so here's what I was going to say yeah and I've said this on the show many times but this all coincides the only time it really works is when like you said you're in the Say you have the the the, the one pager, yeah. uh, the one sheet, right? You're in that stage, and somebody comes. And you're like, fine, I'll take you. I'll take your pitch. Yeah. They come in. You're like, oh, they just added a whole nother thing yeah. to the story I'm trying to do. Like pose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get the Stephen Canal come yeah. into Ryan, and you pitch the idea that you've been trying to tweak, but you didn't yeah. figure and out. He had it. And they had the other side of it. That's mm-hmm. when it works. Otherwise, you're coming in to somebody else who has 16 projects. They ain't going to stop to do your shit. Yeah. It could be amazing. Yeah. They don't have time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. But, but I will say real quick, what is beneficial about this is that I now know development, which I think some writers Facts. never figure <clears throat> out right. because they're in a room all the time. Yep. Like I, I did and, four years of it. Right. And, and, and I think there's pluses to both sides. Like I, I, I love being in a room. I want to get back in right. a room. I'm not in as many rooms. I've only been in two rooms Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying one is a staff writer and one is like a consultant so it's like i haven't i don't have a lot of room experience but what i will say is is like now but you guys do your room kind of together you and yeah 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 we are development room yeah but 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 now it's like i do feel confident where it's like okay if chris and i do do something Mm -hmm. next year i'm like oh i know exactly how to do this now whereas before i didn't and I, I don't. I wouldn't have learned how to do it being in a room yeah. because it well, is something completely it's, different. It's completely it's different. It's a skill set they don't give you. Facts. It's a, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, it's one of the things that was lucky for me on Star Trek is is that is that, um, that Terry was like, we got to send these. St- uh, there weren't story areas, but he was like, we got to send these outlines mm. to this network. We're not to Secret Hideout. I guess that's mm-hmm. the pressure company to see what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they understand what we're doing. And and, and, he, and he said to us, he said, who wants to write these? Because this will teach you a lot about what you need to know. And I was like, okay. And I, so I volunteered. And I said, so, so what are these supposed to be? And he was like, you got to take what's on the board, what we've broke, and you got to write it in a way that's like no more than like two or three pages. Mm-hmm. And then I would write that up. And then he was like, yeah, but it's going to be, it's not just the, it's not just a a, uh, a recitation mm-hmm. of the story beats. It's, like he kept saying, it still has to be a visual thing. No, yeah. he, 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 he particularly kept saying, "This is a sales document." Mm-hmm. Like That's got, different. Like That's you got to think about it. Is like because you got to sell them on the idea that we want to do that we've already discussed in the room. So that, you know, I mean, we've already spent three weeks breaking this episode, mm-hmm. and they're like, I mean, and they could go, "Don't like it." Yep. Started getting like, wait a minute, but you know what yep. we're doing, yep. you know. So it was that, and then I remember <laughs> for, when we were doing those. Like Terry also was like, again, it's this thing you got to think about, is that that he was like, I need you to go back and I need you to add a one one paragraph at the top of every page mm. that summarizes where we are ah. in 
the episode That's smart. And, I mean like in the season mm-hmm. and also in context to the Star Wars Star Trek universe because we were bringing in these characters mm-hmm. that were from other shows and and Terry was like they don't know they don't know no. some of those coming from Voyager Ooh, season three. Yeah. They don't know any of that shit. So yeah. you, so you got to figure out how to write that in a way so that someone who's new yeah. like can read it and, and and be caught up to speed and then be like I'm in to what you're trying to do and read it. And it was like a very it was I mean you know it was it was tricky to do you know and then uh you know it was one of those things I remember like I I remember I turned in the first one and I gave it to the co-EP and then I was like man what the fuck's gonna happen but (laughs) but then I heard him talking Mm -hmm. in the hall he was oh yeah Chris Gator's thing and it was great it was fucking y'all need to read y'all need to read it and I was like see there you go you know, but it was like I mean, I mean, like now they never told me to myself <laughs> that it was good. Heard, so yeah, but nah, they, nah. but I heard him saying it to right, the other, right. the other, the other Apple level writers. Right. But it's like you have to. It's that it's that process of like telling the story in a way that's marketing the story as mm-hmm. opposed to like telling it for like an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the last the last thing I want to get to for you, Mel, is um, you came into the writer strike all these things happened to you i just wanted to get back to like where how you came oh, out of it or where you oh, are now and then we'll we'll wrap up the show i'm moving back to indonesia <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding um she's gonna be in oil it's gonna be a mobile <laughs> two writers talking <laughs> no, shit for now. okay hold on there is a uh, i'm telling you there's a story there look, isn't look, it? Look, 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 look i wrote a story about my father when he used to sell coffee or import coffee from from ecuador right and he got involved in all this kind of crazy government corruption and weird stuff like that that would it's not in the pile but it would be in like the series but i know is a similar thing in indonesia with like mm. with the with the palm oil and the palm and just like the the way they're tearing up the 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 environment there yeah. and i'm just yeah. like i'm like where's the story where's the script, <laughs> yeah. where's the script? why is you writing it yeah. the, i mean you know you mentioned singapore and that's like a crazy town and well it's a city state but i mean it's all it's okay i just i'm i'm disappointed <laughs> i'm disappointed did I have written about script. palm oil? There, there, there hasn't, there's not a script about all this yet. <laughs> Hilarious. <clears throat> so. <laughs> so newsflash, you're moving in, don't need you. No, no, no. Oh, I also just wanted to go back to um, Saeed's have it, having a deal, like, <clears throat> and how perfectly things need to a line for, like, you to work on a project. So it's like, Saeed and I, like, as close as we are, if I'm going to like refer someone to Saeed or I'm going to say, hey, I really think you should meet with this person. It is because I think that that person is perfectly yeah. in alignment with like not only like your background, what you're doing, what you're interested in, but also is bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. Right. Like so, you know, I introduced you to a friend mm-hmm. who like we know and I'm like, this makes perfect sense because she was someone who was like yep. a rap mogul's assistant. Yep. She had already has producers attached. She already has a lot of like high level music attachments. Like, yep. and like that makes sense. Like somebody who's like, I don't know, pitching a, a, a multicam about yeah. their office. I'm yeah. not introducing you. No, I don't no. need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. Okay, but so I'll just say like, how rock- did you come out? Did you did you yeah. did you experience any like writer's block or anything like that during oh, that time? I did not write the whole time. Right. Um, I did not write the whole time. I was uh, really like hit a, at a new rock bottom. But you know, you just you gotta just you gotta just keep you gotta yeah. just keep at it. You just gotta have to have like that spirit of perseverance. And actually, through a dear friend of Saeed and I's, Lin Chen, who's like my friend of over ten years, she, she's on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was on the first. She was, episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was our first she's episode. Dope. She actually referred me to a job at 
Amazon. Okay. And at Amazon, this is so crazy. They were looking for a screenwriter who had UX writing experience. Mm. And because I had like worked at that shitty startup like during COVID where they abused me, I had this like See, UX like writing experience. I always tell everybody yeah. you never that know. odd job yeah. or weird thing you had is a thing that's going to get you something. Tell yeah. You. yeah. So I got this job at Amazon as like a conversation designer in mm. robotics. Like really? words I never thought I'd hear coming out of my own mouth. <laughs> and it's fully remote Ooh. like I have never felt so valued I'm like literally working with like the most brilliant minds the best nice of the time. best it's nice. Amazon they can have whoever they want scientists engineers yep. like you know and I can also fully now like still right. live my life yep. as like you know uh, a writer creator it doesn't stop me from doing like any of my meetings and stop me from doing any of my writing so you can make your schedule a little bit yeah okay, absolutely awesome. mm-hmm. um, and it has afforded me like you know a lot of like financial flexibility and and it's like you know when you when you're just like not like so worried about like money it's like you can be creative you do have that room to like you know just sort of like play um and be imaginative and and really feel that like you know you're really bringing something to the table it's also like it's given me so much confidence because they value me so much Mm -hmm. um can i can i use the antidote yeah it reminds me of and you know this from acting when and I've sat behind the desk casting a lot of projects, the people who and then and from being an actor myself in the mm-hmm. past, right? The people who come in and get the pearl the parts are the somebody who just did something three days ago. Mm-hmm. They come in with it, that yes. energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, this is easy. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. know what I mean? They're not trying. They don't care if they get it. Yeah. They're just like whatever. But those are the ones who get it. They're going. That's how to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so obviously, it's the industry's like in a really strange place at the moment. But it's like I am now back to like pitching mm-hmm. um, pitching a show in a few days right. um, yeah. first time pitching it in like six months and I just wrote a new half hour sample yeah. I like and I, I just want to also say this like I took a class like when the strike ended I took a pilot writing class I have not taken a class in over 10 years Good. Come on. and there was a certain amount of like humility in mm-hmm. like taking a class but I also mm-hmm. was like Halle Berry still takes acting classes. Like, who am I to think, like, I don't need to take a pilot writing class? And you know what? I banged out a draft in six weeks. I've never banged out. I would never do that on my own. Just something I'm writing on the back. Like, never. Um, And it felt so good. It feels so good to give your managers a new sample. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling really hopeful. Feeling really hopeful. And then also, it's like, now that it's like, I I have this insane experience of being like, I'm working in robotics. Robotics. It's like now my managers can put me up for jobs I would never right. have been up for before as like a comedy writer, right. you yeah. know, who writes about like de- deadly lips, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Let me ask you, hold on. what is your thing when you say what kind of writer you are? What do you say? What do I say? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think a lot of it is like, you know, because I, like I have a, a stand a background in stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually that it's like, you know, I write very dark comedies that are f- female driven mm-hmm. um, you know and any it, type of themes you like to talk about more yeah I mean I definitely like I, lo- I love to talk about race I love to talk about ethnicity mm-hmm. faith like money mm-hmm. is really big for me relationships okay. are really big for me um, okay yeah no that helps because now I'm getting yeah. more yeah. point of view like yeah. if you had if I didn't know that totally. background on yeah. you because a lot of people are like oh I write stories about thrillers I'm like thrillers yeah. about yeah, yeah. Sure. you know what I mean just yeah. as an example yeah. um, and then also I think having like an international background like right. that informs like everything I write right. as well that helps mm. just make sure that's in your pitch okay uh, where are you at where can people follow you 
can follow me everywhere at Trouble Jones. Trouble yeah, Jones. Trouble, Jones. <laughs> trouble or Trouble? Trouble. Trouble T. Roy with some shit? Trouble yeah, T. Trouble T. Trouble, yeah, trouble, <laughs> trouble Jones. That's what's up. Well, thank you, Mel. Thank you, Saeed. I, I know we spent a lot of time with you, Mel. Um, like I said, no, no offense to you, Saeed. She's been nah. on the. She's been on. I've been on the show. I'm almost a regular. Le, le, le. So, so it's basically uh, a cast member. Of the show. <laughs> I'm like the yeah. Why are you asking me any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just hearing all the the stories I now, never see, know. Which see, now I'm right. looking forward to listening to your show, and he's gonna be like, "Wait a minute, didn't you say some shit?" Right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna be bringing up stuff we had in in here. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And where can people follow you, Saeed? Uh, balance B A L A N C five one zero everywhere yeah and, yeah, uh, area. yeah area and mm-hmm. uh you know two writers talking shit is the podcast yes, we we had you on mm-hmm. amazing great episode uh we're having chris on mm-hmm. soon and then we're gonna get both of y'all on mm-hmm. um, in the new year yeah you? man yeah, yeah. and you know one thing that's dope was seeing just want to say this real quick like mm-hmm. um seeing our podcast Right up under y'all podcast. <laughs> now it's above um, our on podcast. The, no, on the on the on the top on the on people's top podcast list yeah. of the year on Spotify, which is dope, man. Because, like I said, I wouldn't even think about doing it. You know what I'm Thank saying? You. If it wasn't for your show. So, well, I was telling Saeed. I don't yeah. know if he told you. Um, I started doing a thing about three weeks ago, month ago, where I have you guys in the in our show notes. Dope. And I say oh. like Here's like Some of our favorite Shows oh that we support So you guys you. are right in there yeah, about to do that And too. I did an episode uh, Where I took off And I was like We're gonna be off this week But listen to these shows So I listened yeah. I wow. list, listed you guys in there Because I was telling Said We need to work Really together. be yeah. working yeah. together To Absolutely. get we, Sorry We have some of the same audiences yeah. But you know We still can spread the word And let people know We all know each other And we yeah. can You know what I mean yeah, yeah. So right. I just think it, I think it's important For us to be you know, helping promote each other as yeah. well. Of course, so, for sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Nah. Where you at, Chris Derek? I am Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I these days? <laughs> these days, these days, I am at unauthorized CBD on mm-hmm. Twitter. Oh no, not a Twitter. Twitter's become terrible. Do you know the other day, <laughs> Blue Sky? I'm on Blue Sky, but do you know the other day? The, I don't even know what that the, is. The, <laughs> I'm horrible. The, the mayor of Paris said twitter is a cesspool i was like god <laughs> wow damn, that's wild so but i'm mainly on instagram um you can follow stuff about me you know on my Substack, christopher derrick mm-hmm. uh, uh or substack.com um and then i'm watching my podcast i think this week awesome weird. Hey, let's go. Wow. i'm watching the comics rot your brain this oh. week awesome. so uh comics in the 80s what is it what yeah is it? yeah it's it's just about comic books in the 80s and it's, it's not all the big titles that you know of like okay. it's all like it's obscure stuff it's stuff that was big then that's no longer big now it's books that were that were important to me as a as a someone who's beginning to read comics that you know there's always those books that, that you know there's always something that you read that you love that almost no one else read yeah you know so it's a lot of stuff like that that me and my co-host we just found like books that we were like oh remember this book yeah Last who the fuck time. else is talking about this like that's no it. one let's do it um, that's so, what's up well I fully, yeah. I fully support y'all doing that that's what's up Hell yeah. um, and I'm your host Hilliard Guest you guys oh. can find me on Twitter Instagram everything at Hilliard Guest um, got them on threads too it, LinkedIn everything yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> clearly not on what's the other one you said Blue, Blue Sky, Blue Sky. Blue Sky. I'm not on there but, I, but I, I, I know of it though okay. a lot of screenwriters have went to Blue Sky from Twitter 
Okay. Is that the one you got to be referred to? Yeah, shit? I can get yeah. you one though. Okay. I, I, somebody I tried to refer somebody. me, and I yeah, forgot yeah, about I, it. I didn't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do you it. You didn't do it. Nah. Well, when you do it, let me know. And I'll, I'll let you know. know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can find me everywhere at Hilliard Guest. Um, everywhere. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. Spotify, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, a lot of shit going on. Um, 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 what else is happening? What else is happening? Um, God, I was gonna say something to somebody. Oh, thanks, Rich, for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Bringing us donuts today again. Come we on, thank Rich. you. Um, a lot of shit going on. What else, Chris? You can support the show. Subscribe on Spotify or on Patreon at uh, screenwriters at patreon.com backslash uh, screenwritersrr. Uh, that's the best way to support the show. We would really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that, that's and then yeah, that's it. Awesome, awesome. Everybody joining us for screenwriters, for screenwriters. Everybody joining us for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again, Mel, Saeed, yeah. pre- for hanging out with us. Everybody check out Two Writers Talking Shit. Yeah. Dope-ass episodes on there, lots of games, shit like that. You guys know how we do it on The Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2023. 2023. Peace, y'all. Next time. <laughs> And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. So you wanna be a writer? Well, you gotta be a writer till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rant room. We let that shit up off our chest. You never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the craft of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rant room. Rant room, rant room.